0: Well. well, there it goes.
1: The David.
0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome live on this Saturday first morning in, well, first Saturday morning in December of 2023. To the 920th episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebook Yo Podcast Yo Program Yo of the stream. Conmigo. Oh, here we go, yeah. With me, Woo. Dave Lefkowitz. Woo. 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 And the woman I won in wooed, Joyce. Woo. Hey babe, Whoa. how you doing? So good to see you feeling well again. Okay. Ah. Just what a week it's what a week it's been. Just between the two of us, with me still getting over my cold, you getting like the the headache and the look and, yeah, and the throat yeah, and the pressure it was the pressure headache.
2: That's what the acupuncturist
0: said, I agreed. So in, the, in other words, the air pressure. Because you know, never doubt, yeah. never doubt yeah. your wife. This is this is yeah, just, yeah. you know, happy wife, happy life kind of. Never doubt your wife. So. A couple of days ago, Joyce is like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so I'm getting head, my Fresh. migraine, my thing. And, and she's like, yeah, it's going to snow. I'm like, I check the weather every day. There's, there's, It's going to be snow temperature, and it's going to be feeling really damp. But how can I get There's no snow. And she's like, it's going to snow. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's not going to snow. I, it's, we haven't. I and mean, the thing is, we have not had I wish, snow so in wish a year I, and a half.
2: I wish it never would snow because I don't want to feel sick in
0: Well, Well, but the problem was... Yeah. We got, the next morning, as I'm driving to my gig, one of my teaching gigs, um, I'm like, in the car, and son of a bitch, it's little bitty flurries halfway as I'm getting everybody, Everybody texted me or
2: emailed me pictures of snow, and one of our friends, a colleague lives in Towson, she has chickens, so she has to go out in the morning to get the eggs, and she was like, do you know it snowed? I'm like
0: yes yeah. it didn't i mean let it flurry but there it, were yeah. never,
2: never flakes of snow were flakes. i have a student who comes from a country that never has snow and she goes why didn't anybody <laughs> tell me i want to see snow
0: <laughs> wait wait how would she i mean i understand this yeah. i have never seen a lion in the middle yeah, of yeah, yeah, like yeah. york so road she's never but seen, no lions exist
2: but she's never experienced it firsthand right. so yeah you know it'd be like never going in an ocean
1: and then so yeah.
2: she was like, Oh, she goes, Everyone let you know. Why didn't anybody tell me? I was like, Anytime it snows, please, everyone email
0: her. Because <laughs> <sighs> that wasn't really, I mean, if this was her chance of seeing snow, she kind of. No, yeah. but just anything. You know, like, yeah. you want to
2: see it.
0: Look, because it's, it has been weird. There, it's been um, an almost kind of a record thing of not in the Northeast it's having snow.
2: Global
0: warming. I mean, the oh. climate is cuckoo pants. And it can also be, it. be just so. <laughs> it can also be that 10 years from now, we just, you know, two feet of snow every year we'll live in the
2: arctic yeah. i don't know i'm not smart like that i have a friend who studies climate change she would yeah. know I it's not my area so i have no idea but i know i know like I think when you're a child i remember them we had snowstorms. they closed school we had we had seasons
1: in new york of course but we did the
2: seasonality that we have now is not the seasonality even in places like new york or even probably colorado too They've had uncharacteristically highs and lows, and, um, so highs had, and yeah, lows. yeah, it's yeah, it's been different. It's not <clears> just here. so; it's not just regional. I mean, that's because the- you
0: know that like, I've, I've told this over and over again. But you know, when we first moved from New York to Colorado, and everybody said, oh, "Bring your mucklucks, bring your snow boots," yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "We're not moving to Vale. We're moving yeah. to like you know, we're a- moving to Gunnison.
2: We're going up in the mountains." Yeah.
0: And in those years that we were there, almost every year, New York got more snow than we did.
2: But we had, the thing about Colorado that people don't get is you could wake up, it could be 30. Yes. And then mid, so you go to school wearing like the parka and the boots. And then midday it's 60 and the kids are playing frisbee golf and shorts sure. and flip flops. But that happened. And then at night it got cold again. You know? That
0: happened frequently there. That happened here this week. There was yeah, yeah. one, when I went out the door, it was like yes. j- just below 30. Yeah. And then it hit about 60 in the afternoon. Yeah. I thought that only happened in Colorado. I guess that's a more common. Yeah thing even now because yeah. because what well, it was free we had really a cold snap
1: yeah, this yeah.
0: week it was like monday or tuesday which is like you're coming out didn't have the frost in the morning but you had this mm. 30 degree weather mm-hmm. and then what was it three days later suddenly in the middle of the afternoon there's like the sun is shining mm-hmm. and i thought what am i wearing a coat for i know it was, it was beautiful that's things. what i think
2: is messing up my head about. yeah
0: yeah and even today it's it's um, as usual, whenever so we do the show, funky. yeah.
2: Like, uh, did, do you want the overhead light? No,
0: no, and this looks I, great.
2: If you look out, like it looks to me like it's a fog. It's funny because we were watching a show about the UK, but I feel like we're in in the Irish yeah. Highlands, Lowlands, yeah, or true. I mean, it's getting better, but it's. It, it, but it is. It it's reminds just... me of when we had wildfires in Colorado and the smoke was in the air. It Lines. doesn't feel. Well, no. you know. No, fog.
0: I love I love fog. I think fog is beautiful, yeah. but. Thing is, if you got the impression from watching this show for the past year or so that we've been in Maryland, we live in Northern Maryland now, and that's where we do the program. Um, you know, you, if, virtually every week, no matter how beautiful the weather is the week before, you know, during the week, sunny, yes. 50, 70, and so forth, Saturday morning it turns gray and rains. Can I just
2: ask you what, which Colorado town are you doing? Because you were talking about Colorado. Ooh.
0: Mm, um, thank you for asking.
2: No, is are you recycling or are you
0: still doing new? No, this stuff? is new. This is new. There's a town in Colorado. <coughs> Joyce is referring, of course, to the Colorado limerick of the damned that we do every week, where I write, where I write a poem about a different place in beloved, beautiful Colorado. Oh, good lord! And um, so we've been doing this for years now, because I try and do one a week. I started writing them years ago, and I have not quite, but getting close to 300 limericks, little horrible poems ab- about Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have about 300 of them at this point. Still trying to do new ones, and they get tougher and tougher because you know there's a difference about trying to write a limerick, rhyming things with veil or you know Montrose or red rocks, where you can be really filthy. And then trying to come up with other things like, I don't know, Valparaiso and, and um, Longmont. You know where I'm going. So today, though, did come up with a new one this week for Woodmoor. Woodmoor, Colorado. Wood, W-O-O-D-M-O-O-R. And which is funny because we used to live near a town called Woodmere. But this is Woodmoor in Maryland. I'm uh, sorry, in, in Colorado, forgive me. And we have a limerick, a Colorado limerick of the dam that we'll do close to the end of the program today. Today being Saturday, December 2nd, 2023, our 920th episode of the show, as I said, and we're calling this one, and this, people of a certain age, only of a certain age will get this, and a certain line band will get the, the reference here. But it's Rabbi Saul Solomon. Meets the Wolfman. That's what we're calling the show. Right? In, in homage to when they revived the Avan Costello franchise that was kind of petering out, and suddenly they brought them, since they were at Universal Studios anyway, they brought them to the old labs and they got you know,
1: Lon Chaney, and they got, um, well, Lon
0: Chaney Jr., and they got um, Bella Lugosi, and they got, who played Frankenstein? Um, the Monster. Oh my God, the English actor.
2: Chaney?
0: No, no, Frank. It was. A, I mean, who usually spoke like Boris Karloff? Karloff, thank you. Yes. I don't know. So they got all these people to to recreate these classic roles from the nineteen thirties in Abbott and Costello movies, uh, and they did a series of horror comedies that remain among the most popular of the Abbott and Costello films. It, it really revived the whole thing, and so um, you know, there's Abbott and Costello Meet the the Wolf Man. Emmanuelle Costello meet Frankenstein, which is the classic. Emmanuelle Costello meets um, the Boston Strangler. Emmanuelle oh, Costello meet Jeffrey Dahmer, which well, that was a tasty, uh, a tasty sorry. little film. It was, it was, it was. You know, when, when, but it was a scary scene when Lou opened that freezer. Uh, <laughs> kind of, anyway, um, so we have something in homage to that. The title of, t- of t- today's program, this week's program, is called. Rabbi Saul Solomon meets the Wolf Man. And what that is in reference to is we have a special guest coming back to the neighborhood. After 11 years, we have with us a fellow named Steve Wolf, Get it, Wolfman, Steve Wolf. He is, uh, although although, rather ironically, he's the least hairy person you're, you're ever going to see. But he, 11 years ago, when he was on the show, he had been doing all these stunts and setting up pyrotechnics and special effects for like big major Hollywood movies with, with serious actors. Here are people like, let me say, I, I have this down somewhere for the rabbi to cobble from. I mean, movies with people like Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks and Bruce Willis and, you know, again and again, anybody who's starting sort of action thriller pictures probably certainly during like the 80s, 90s and aughts, had Steve Wolf working on them, making things, sure things were safe, making sure if you blew something up, it blew up correctly, because you basically get one shot and didn't hurt anybody. Um, you know, stunts and car chases and things like that. And then he would go to schools and and demonstrate physics using these kinds of things, like wowing the kids. He like, hey, here's an amazing special effect. And these are the physics, or this is the physics that allowed this to get done. Well, um, Steve is back, right? I mean, he's never gone away. He's been, he's been doing this for years. He's been teaching for years. He's been doing uh, stunt coordination and all this stuff for years. Uh, but he's also a polymath. He likes to, to start to do new and different things. And in working with explosions and fire yeah. for all these years, he started to, to get the feeling like, you know, a, a real problem in this country and other countries, obviously, as we saw this summer, is wildfires. You know, if you saw, if you tried to breathe, even here in Maryland for a week over the summer, you couldn't because you had these wildfires just whooshing down from Canada. Uh, If you're on the West Coast, you had them over in California and I guess LA, it was the wildfires there. When Joyce and I were living in Colorado, this one time, one time, thank goodness only, we were nearly evacuated because yeah, yeah, there was a yeah, fire yeah. between okay. us and, was it Fort Collins or Windsor? Where was it? I think it? it was
2: up the mountains. I don't
0: know. But, I mean, we were past and it was just, and when we went to Pingree Park, mm. we saw the remains the of fires that had been years ago. Mm-hmm. And then some of the pine trees were first still coming back, yeah, yeah. and just otherwise brown.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, Wildfires are a thing, and with global warming and everything else, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So Steve Wolf has been working on and perfecting and um, not prioritizing, but what's the word, doing proprietary uh, building and research of a way, he says, to
1: combat wildfires.
0: What would that be? And he, he, he was like, huh, I think I can put weather, in a manner of speaking, together... With is technology, he with, is he a storm chaser? He's not a storm. He's, he's sort of, well. What's his no, main the focus? Then is he a scientist? Fire. He well, he's a bit of everything. Amazingly enough, this is this is the thing that shocked me about him. He he has a liter, an English degree from a university you know very well in the Ivies. Oh, Columbia. Yeah, he's a Columbia graduate who studied Shakespeare. Doing, doing what work. is he doing doing special effects and working with fire and all of this without a science, uh, essentially, degree? So he is quite the person. He, he's actually a two time recipient of Time Warner's Science Presenter of the Year Award. What is that? I guess, I don't know. They, they go on TV, that, they go, yeah.
2: It doesn't mean like he
0: demonstrates science. He does. He, he goes on. He's sort of like the modern, exciting version of Julius Sumner Miller.
2: I was thinking of Space Science Theater. The oh,
0: well, a little different. Mystery yeah. Science But who, who was Bill Nye? Like the science guy. Oh, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Wow. But in like a more, like I'm, I'm going to blow something up and we're going to show you how that works. I didn't
2: science labs like that. I yeah. was like, just do science for
1: science.
0: You don't got to put on a show. Yeah, you do. I so I you get, do. <clears throat> a very popular show for like four or five years off mm-hmm. Broadway um, was a guy who did science experiments and then kind of gently explained a little bit for like six, you know, nine-year-olds, um, the science behind them, to get kids interested. Yeah, and this idea that things just don't happen. And, and it isn't just geniuses who come up with a light bulb idea. It, it's people who have all kinds of different ideas and understanding that when you learn angles and, uh, I don't know, prisms and the way things work in a vacuum or when you let oxygen into a stuff happens. And here's how and why it happens, at least you know this amount that science knows now yeah, compared yeah. to a thousand years from now you know if we don't kill ourselves science oh, will know wow. this much but anyway it's exciting to have Steve wolf back in the neighborhood to be talking about again you know his special effects years and, and all of that as well as his I mean it's so smart it's like you of course why not why wouldn't this work this idea of how to fight wildfires and stuff and he should be a lot of, I mean the, the, the man's Entertaining. His skill set on a resume. Mm-hmm. He's also active. He's a, he's just one of those. He's, a, he's just a guy who does yeah. everything. He's been a preschool teacher. He's oh my a, God. I, I swear to God. Uh, he really, really, really has. A scuba instructor. Yeah. He Fire, air, and water. I mean, I um, guess if you know those three. Uh,
2: I wonder what his zodiac summon
0: is. Oh, that's it? Oh, I wonder what if he's on the air, cusp yeah. of. Yeah, you, know, yeah. the, you know, I'm a feces with Uranus rising. I don't know if you know that.
2: I'm not talking about
0: that. Yes, I am. I'm Dave Lefkowitz. That's Joyce. Hey, Joyce. <coughs> so what else? What before oh, we I'm get sure to Steve experience. Wolf? Yes, let's let's do that. We have our limerick. We have Greeley Times coming up as well and a conversation with Steve Wolf, and that'll that'll take us through this episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebookio podcastio programio of the stream, which airs live on Facebook Saturday mornings from nine until especially when I'm teaching, not quite noon, more like 11-ish or thereabouts. But uh, yeah, yeah, we've been doing this since 2002, and we're still doing it. And we kind of usually start the program these days, just just letting you know things that happened in my week. Not a busy week, not an exciting week, <laughs> well, except for one can, thing. I'm
2: sexy lady for your, for your meat experience. Dave here,
0: got his... Now, you know I've been complaining and talking for the last couple of weeks about Mission Barbecue. How for weeks their black plate special (laughs) was smoked meatloaf. I have nothing against meatloaf. I like meatloaf. You and liked they're it better
2: than the, than the than the shrimps.
0: The shrimp shrimp was delicious, but it's like you know seven shrimps for twelve dollars. Right. Like fuck you! I, what, what am I eating this for? You know, <laughs> I can put shrimps and on my like grill. I person gets mad at their food. Oh, like I was so mad. And I, and I made a cheeseburger that was decent, but it's like it's a, it's a cheeseburger. cheeseburger.
2: Yeah.
0: And it wasn't you know if it'd been six ninety nine I'd be like okay. Maybe it was a
2: cheeseburger with fries and a whole deal. Yeah, a you know,
0: friggin' okay. cheeseburger. I'm gonna go barbecue for cheese. I know, I know, but it was
2: small. Or
0: meatloaf. Which was smoked yeah, and yummy. Yeah, I, I tried it, yeah. a they piece of they gave you
2: a it. whole portion for to try.
0: But this is also the kind of place where they have a black plate special, where it'll be like rib steak, ribeye steak, at your eyes. smoked <laughs> and rubbed with She's espresso. Are
2: constricting or dilating.
0: <laughs> right, and then they take that away after a few weeks. I'm like,
2: well, they have
0: to. No, no, they, don't. they can give it on the man. They can leave. Prime rib, ribeye steak on the menu. Maybe they have to charge a little more for it. Maybe
2: they can't access it.
0: The distributor. What, they, they run out of cows? Yes, They're they still making ribs. Meat. They still have the, it's a spare rib place. They got ribs. Just make a steak out of it. You can do that. You know? All right. So so on black plate special times, it's $13. Maybe, in regular, it's $15. So it's special because it's a little cheaper. Leave it on the menu. What are you taking away for? What's the matter with you?
2: What are you talking to? I'm
0: talking okay, to okay. Mission Barbecue Man. Uh, uh,
2: I don't think there's, like, maybe corporate. I don't know. You should text
0: them. And we've been, Well, I don't have to now because they made me very happy.
2: Yes, you love it. You're a happy boy. They happy boy
0: took to away try. the meatloaf. Bye-bye, meatloaf. Go away, meatloaf. Go away, meatloaf. loaf
2: Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye,
0: bye. Loaf, loaf, loaf. I liked it. I didn't loaf it. So, and they replaced it finally, like, just around Thanksgiving time. And I thought, uh, you know, we talked about this also. I was like, oh, great! So Thanksgiving, of course, they're going to replace it now with a smoked turkey mm-hmm. you know of so meat meat me. We're,
2: we're very worried about that.
0: And but I asked him like three weeks ago. I said, no, no, no. There mm-hmm. will be a turkey special for the holiday, but it's going to be a special, other special, nothing to do with our black plate. I was like, so that, that made me hopeful. Guess, well, if,
2: if people eat turkey for like two three months, they're going to get tryptophan out. Know? Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, I don't you know,
0: be Oh, I do that. <laughs> If I have broccoli, I'm I'm, But this week, they switched their black plate special. And they didn't have rib steak. They didn't didn't do their smoked rib steak or, you know, rubbed with Hawaiian style or or espresso that they've had. They did not. Instead, they have prime rib. Prime rib. Which is cooked. It's, It's medium rare. It's red, soft. Prime rib. This, the idea of this makes Dave happy. Yeah. So, of course, uh, what was it? The, the second they opened, was at 11.01 like a.m., we ran. No, 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 you were very good. Because uh, yeah. It was almost noon, and I was like, David, and you were, we
1: were getting, we didn't get your pigeon, you ate them when you cooked
2: the
0: pigeon. Oh, I made a pheasant this week, but, but yeah, yeah.
2: So bougie, <laughs> but, um, but we were doing something. were we in wagons? Oh, we were getting Leslie the book.
1: Right, and right. so we
2: got we were in Wegmans, and you're like, oh, and I was trying to get mommy. Mommy, has lottery tickets for a birthday. Yeah, yeah. So I was at the machine waiting to get the lottery tickets, and you're like, oh, since you're there, it was and about noon. You there. didn't run. You didn't do first thing. It was, I think, it was afternoon. You yeah, I know. I wasn't rushing wanted, it. You weren't crazy. You, you
0: held. Because, because you know, it's sort of that. Um, I, I even talked about this in the Miracle of Long Johns, the delayed gratification thing. Uh, of like uh, not just running there, like right. yeah. I can wait. I'll, you know, let me I go in the, the bathroom. The let me do this. Have
2: the first cuts, so you not get the person used to cutting the meat, and you yeah. know.
0: And so I waited, and I was rewarded when I finally toddled over to Mission Barbecue. You ran, toddling.
2: You mean running? I did like that a, Running <laughs> like a crazy man, and
0: then. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, oh. Old Dave got.
2: That's the end word Prime like rib. Well, that's
0: backwards. oh, it goes backward. All right, let me yeah. go. Let I me mean, let me get to the first one. You gotta find. I did a- the, the the horror. The horror. It's not yeah.
2: horrible. You look happy. I've never seen you so happy. And I should
0: mention also that um, Joyce and I, you know, because of COVID and everything else, we generally eat in the car. We don't go into restaurants. We well, didn't go um,
2: home because it would have been
0: cold. Yeah, it was too cold. Also, to eat outside anywhere. Yeah. So a lot of times in in cooler weather, we just we get the food, we do a takeout, we sit and eat in the car, which is why you're seeing me sit and eat in a car oh, so so here, I, <laughs> so here i am and it doesn't look like i'm having a good time here i don't know why this shot like starts the thing okay. but then i start eating i start eating <laughs> and and then it it it, it becomes yeah, this
2: I'm sure
0: see it. No. no oh it's, I'm, I'm holding it right up to the oh, no. oh yeah yeah, that's like meat. Eating,
2: the meat, meat is so pink, it looks like
0: you're eating salmon. Yeah, it was chicken, right? Yeah. Doesn't, it look, doesn't it look like that? That is not chicken, that's not salmon. That... <laughs> and, then, and then there's this. It's <laughs> my favorite one. This is something like that, a little shop of, of horrors and a dentist sketch.
2: Feed
0: Audrey. I was like, what? I was like, just, oh, this is. I look sort of cute and psychotic here you at the same adorable.
2: time. You
0: look very happy. I look like a, like a baby going back into the womb. <laughs>
2: Some of these on facebook and
0: tag mission oh i really yeah, should yeah, maybe yeah, they'll yeah, give I me something for... there,
2: you
0: should tag it oh whether this will whether this would make people want to I run think to Farmer, i think it would
2: you look like you're loving
0: it i am having a fabulous time yeah, that's, the, that's
2: the point of them you know The the
0: food places, i mean just happiness you love the foodies happiness in a plastic walk. tray
1: Yes.
0: now granted since i'm jewish i'm gonna yeah, a little bit so as delightful and joyous as this moment was, they could give you a side that isn't just the damn cornbread. They could throw a few fries on the plate, mm-hmm. you know, and make it a, real, a meal meal thing. Yeah, That would be nice. Yeah. And also, I'm not going to say it's the best prime ever. No. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, oh, you know, this is better than, you know, some nice restaurant I had, or, or even necessarily an outback. have yeah, two
2: competitors, a local diner, and then one restaurant that, does it on Thursdays and once, like it has prime rib every they day. They have
0: now. a billboard that says, yes. "We have prime rib every day."
2: Is that David?
0: Is that? I think it might be the P. Oh, okay, okay. Is it? Is it? Or is it that other one? Or Michael's? They're, they're I Thursday,
2: think. Thursday, I think. I can't remember your food thing. I think
0: Michael's yeah. is every. Or one of them.
2: We could so, try that too if you we want. We could
0: after after this Black Plate special is over,
2: yes, and that's I'm jonesing
0: for more prime rib. Yeah, a We'll try one of these other places, that's a great right? Video. But for a couple of weeks, it's going to be prime rib at the Mission Barbecue. So, again, you know, and, and, of course, because we're, we're even if you're eating in there, it's, it's you know, you have these plastic utensils. So, I've got the fork and this little plastic knife. I'm like, for prime rib, this is cugging. you know. It's not the tenderest. It's tender enough. It's prime <laughs> freaking rib. With the Oshu, they give you a cup. Yes, of, a of, big the, bowl of it. it was oh, to pour over it. all. Oh. Couldn't use a little horseradish sauce now that I think of it. They gave you that, I think. They did? I remember that. They they just give you the usual barbecue sauces. They don't have the actual horseradish. um, Really? Really? I don't think so. Ask for
1: it. I know I'm bitching. You could ask
0: for it. I could. Well, they will if they have it, but but beyond all my bitching, Mission Barbecue has prime. <clears throat> right. And they do charge a little bit. It's fourteen dollars instead of thirteen that they were charging for the steaks. But you know, you got a decent sized piece of meat. Uh, and I do like big meat.
2: Um, Talk about your bird, the bird, the chicken.
0: Oh, I, I will. But I'm saying I will try it again. It was worth. I mean, if you get prime rib anywhere else, it's twenty five dollars. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to um, Mission for a very reasonably sized, tasty. Not the softest, but certainly yummy. Well, you can
2: compare today and see if it's softer.
0: I could. How oh, would. you
2: want a soft cut?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, it's not the kind of place where it's, a, you know, I guess you could tell them to put it on a little longer on the fire if you want to get yeah, less medium. Sure, I'm it. sure, yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe.
0: I wonder. I wonder. Yeah.
2: Um, I'd ask them if they have any horseradish. That
0: doubtful. I might. They you know. might. You
2: don't know.
0: But it was, it was certainly good enough to make Old Dave Happy nothing Dave is ever happy. I'm me. I'm Jewish but for for that moment of eating those five minutes of cutting and tasting rib yes. Rib meat going into my mouth. Yes. I, I achieved a certain level of moksha the, the happiness quotient oh. of life and I hope to do so again today <laughs> And I, I you know Joyce and I are different in a lot of ways. I love trying new things she does not, certainly with food, she can't because she has a lot of food restrictions. But even then, you like what you like, what you like, what you like. And sometimes I do too. You know, when I was, when we were back then in Colorado, my lunch every day, because of my time constraints and having a tea, you know, it was like, I would take a piece of roast chicken, uh, the, the store-bought rotisserie chicken, nuke it, have peanuts with it. And that would be my, and I would I mine every single day. It was the same thing. But when I have the option to try new and different things, especially if I'm going out to quote unquote eat. Or like, I think
2: the leftover thing. Well, we saw goose yeah. and they're so darn big and fatty. Yeah. You wanted to get it back and you didn't see it. And then we went to an organic place
0: and you saw the squab. What was that? It yeah. yeah, yeah. And what, it's close it's to squab, it was a pheasant. Pheasant. Um, what's the difference? I don't know. Do you you your, Where's your phone? I oh, oh, I have it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure the difference. What What is a pheasant? I'm, I'll ask you. I've only heard of, like, rich people eating pheasant under glass. N- didn't know what it was. Never had it, for sure. Never mm-hmm. seen it on a menu. What's
2: the difference between a squab and a pheasant? What is the squab? a squab? A squab? Is so a, p- a squab is a young, immature pigeon.
0: Oh. So what is a pheasant? Uh,
2: pheasant's versatile. What is considered a Pheasant. Yeah. A large group of fowl of the, here, guinea, I can't read the.
0: Oh, guinea hens, sorry. Yeah, Because yeah. it, it doesn't taste like pigeon, nothing I've ever heard. No. A group of large, uh, in a family of phajanidae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It partridges, guinea fowls, pea fowls, quail. Pea I think I, I have had quail. Yeah. And francolins. And partridges.
2: So it's a holiday thing, that's why. Right,
0: that's why they had it. That's why, you know, yeah. they... Oh, David, do you want me to
2: get the book you found at Mom's?
0: Which one? Where'd you put it? Oh, get it for the rabbi. It's in the, if you want to do it, it's in the living room on the shelves, in in the bookshelves. Of all things. I forgot, that's a story, too. That was so
2: bizarre.
0: I mean, really. But Dave cooked a pheasant, and I had two options. (laughs) I had two options to do it. So... Most of when I do something like that, I'm going to throw it in the crock pot and and let it cook and simmer and get all moist and then, you know, put apricot sauce or or, orange juice on it or something like that for any kind of fowl. But I I didn't want to, I was the middle of the week, I was busy as hell, I didn't want to deal, even though crock pot, you just kind of leave. I was like, you know what, I am going to come home, I just want to do this. And I threw it in the air fryer and It worked. Wasn't bad. I don't think. I don't think it's so much more special than chicken that it's worth having pheasant instead of chicken. Um, and they can say, "Well, it tastes just like chicken." Uh, yeah. If you're blindfolded and someone told, "What am I eating?" Uh, chicken, and they told you it was pheasant, you'd be like, "It taste like chicken." It would. It did. It, did. it, it said it's a little more gamey. It chews a little differently. Some of it. It was not bad, you know, but it was not so different from a basic regular roast or rotisserie chicken uh, or a crock pot chicken that I would you know, tell the difference. But I, I did, I put it in the air fryer, popped pop some olive oil on top of it just so that it got crispy on the skin. It was pretty, pretty good. I'm still, still having the leftovers as we speak because it isn't a giant bird though. It's not like a duck, which is actually mostly bone uh, or, or goose. Which is much bigger and has, has more fat and meat on it. Um, I wish I had more to tell about eating or, or making a pheasant. And if I see it again, I'll try it again in the crock pot. But it was it was, it was perfectly good. Nothing special. This think because
2: you know. I had to get blueberries. You got the pheasant. We got a tea, and you met a guy who had a.
0: Oh my God!
2: I did see that. Yes. Thank the you for
0: remembering you this. Picture. We can take a the picture green, of him. Oh,
1: green.
0: so I'm glad I brought this guy over. Because, no, no, this is not Susan Sarandon. This is representing of a man who I saw in... It, it was a bagel
2: place. Remember, I wanted yes. tea because I was like, you know, I felt like crap.
0: We went to our alternate bagel place. Yes.
2: It's in like a strip mall that's near an organic grocery because we needed blueberries. Blueberries, blueberries begot the leftover Thanksgiving... Uh, uh, Peasants, yeah. Which then begot the book you're holding. Which then begot the tea. Which then begot the
0: right man who. It's was all unusual. one second. Yes. How did I forget all this? So first of all, we're outside. I
2: just remembered by, by when, the yeah. book, when I touched the book I remembered uh,
0: yeah. touched the book. So yeah. you have to understand. You know, these are weird times for yeah. for Jewish people uh, in the world in America. We're, we're we're hated even more than you We're openly hated more than usual, right? Um, and everything's politically contentious and fraught. And I had to pull down some, some signs from where I work. Um, but we're outside the place where we shop.
2: In like a, it's like that free public, free library exchange. Yeah. I don't know is. if
0: you have these where you live, but they're these little, does, yeah. they look like birdhouses. Yeah, only yeah, yeah. you open the doors and people leave books or, 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 you know, bring books and take books back for yeah, free. It's a yeah. lending it's a free library, if think, you will.
2: So the woman in Colorado who did the one for the school—I think you have to make them. I think part of that is that you have to make it yourself. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she told That's me. Cool. I don't know yeah, could... I mean you don't
0: normally see these in a loaf. No, no. You yeah. I
2: think you make it and then you decorate it. There's one in our neighborhood that has one for adults and then a little tiny one for kids and then another. The a couple churches and schools have them, so they're very—they're very popular.
0: Yeah, I guess you're gonna make a birdhouse. Why not make a bookhouse? Yeah. 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 So, when we always check these, you know, even in story time that we've done, I found a couple of books oh, yeah. in these book house Some things. of them
2: where we don't understand the story, usually.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of children's things yeah. are like... Remember
2: the what? one was like, Grock goes hunting, Grot, the Grot...
0: Oh, it was, it was boom, crack, not boom, Yeah, but there was no, there was no
2: story. No. And no... Answer. No, yeah,
0: we, I, I, we both looked at the end was and it's like, what was this? Even, yeah. like,
2: waiting for Gondo would not... would seem more logical than... That. Yeah. I was like,
0: "Why? Well, you're going to mess up a kid's head. This is not a story. What was it? It was, what was it called? That boom, but... It was like boom, crack, bang, boom, bang, yeah. Yeah.
2: boom. I don't know. It scares me to this back. day. We gave it back the next
0: week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, so we're standing outside. We're about to get ready to go in and shop, you know, for our basic usual produce and fruit and, and organic vegetable sort of needs. So I was like, okay, let's look, see if there's anything new in the the book house that's right outside this place. And I'm plumbing through it and I don't even notice it. And then I see this like, oh no, you found it. You found it, right? You found about this giant volume <laughs> it is apropos giant. of nothing. I understand there's not like, sometimes someone will donate like a whole The Hobbit yeah. trilogy. Or yeah. Things like that, the Harry Potter series. Or like a
2: set of kids books. Or we something found like the, the
0: physics books. book. You know, remember yeah, physics yeah, yeah, for yeah. infants? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Like it, No, that we got in Philly.
0: Was it? Yeah. Qu- that, that Quantum was physics? Philly, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for infants and the whole yeah. series that they, they brought there. But Joyce opens up the book thing and uh, I swear to you, finds this. The absolutely complete
2: Actually, it's, not, it's not absolutely complete. No, it's missing
0: a CD. Yes. Which broke my heart because yes. we actually have a CD player in the car. Read,
2: read the quote in the beginning. I'll give it to you. can oh, could you read it.
0: Right. it says, yeah, it's uh, yeah. my favorite thing that somebody
2: ever said. Oh,
0: God, what? I gotta find it. So, no other Jewish books. It's, it's a somewhat oh, yeah, Jewish a neighborhood.
2: Yeah. Yeah, is... The quote says The girl who can't dance says the band can't play. <laughs>
0: oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which she's like, what does I have to do? It's like it means that the girl, the girl saying the
2: band is bad, but yeah. she can't dance.
0: But what why would know? that open a music book? It's the it last thing. Oh, it's in Yiddish, though. Yeah, oh. it's a, it's a. As, as the, Mädel, uh, as the can nicht tanzen, so die
2: because they're saying the klezmer musicians constantly get, you know, oh, it, get yeah. grief. But yeah. it's really not the musician; It's the fact that the people don't get the music, right?
0: And the first, the, the, the acknowledgement from the author of this book. The first time I heard this Yiddish folk saying was from Meyer Blecher. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a more Jewish name than Meyer it Blecher? It sounds like a disease. I
2: got <laughs> the Bleckles.
0: <laughs> I checked this out. While I was doing klezmer field research in the Carpathian Mountains in the town of Hust in southwest He's been Ukraine. a like you. He's
2: been a mom like you
0: oh nyu yeah oh, and, uh, oh yeah,
2: i read the thing you didn't
0: read I, I mean, I when, have, when you were
2: looking at the man and getting my tea i read the whole acknowledgement the intro i read the whole deal this is so He's great like an ethnographer of music it's a beautiful
0: book it's a fantastic i mean it's for anybody it's a fake book i think
2: the person just wanted the cd
0: well i i mean they kept the cd and, and yeah. throw away the, i would love the cd on this because if you've ever wondered how dober two, yes. or Dobrikash three yes. How do they is played. How
2: do they differ from one, and,
0: you know? A lot of these don't have lyrics. They're just the, they're just the, the, the songs from Dobrikash, which means Good Morning. Uh, Gershvel's Gasnigen.
1: <laughs>
0: it's you. a song that Gershvel sang when he was being gassed. That was the, okay. that's the song right there. So Struchevsky's nice. gasnigen So they killed a lot of people in, in, in Auschwitz on that day. Die um, Mechutzene, the wedding, Oh, the mother-in-law. Uh. right you gotta pronounce um, it Where is who I Who mean? can count in order say you're hearing the word sayer in there who can yeah. count in can say that Salem I love it I love it I love it this uh, Kostakowski's bulgar
2: but while I was reading this who did you see getting my teeth
0: well all right, so so Joyce is getting this. I'm reading this the
2: wonderful quote, thing. I'm enjoying that. I'm I'm,
0: I'm, watching
2: a, I'm watching a young boy get his hair cut in a big car in the barber. It's like a children's barber. It was starting to rain. I moved under the near the like edible arrangements, you know, place. And you're in there, you're like never gonna believe what I saw. Yeah, I was oh, like I was a bagel, it's a
0: bagel place. Oh my god. All right. So so Joyce was looking at this book. The Zilbe and the Silver Wedding. How come we've, never seen, him how we've never
2: seen that man before?
0: I'm I'm kinda of glad we haven't. Cause this is the kind of thing um where you see him Was he on working TV? there or ordering? No, he's just eating. He oh, was he just eating no, Oh no if he worked out I would never go back in that okay. there was um so while she's looking at the ironically looking at a Classberg book while well, I'm, I'm at a bagel <laughs> place. It doesn't get more Jewy than that. <laughs> Except in this bagel place, it doesn't get more <laughs> picky than this. Not even really paying attention. I'm waiting for because I just was in there. I think okay, I was just okay. getting tea. No, not that. Not
2: my phone. Oh, I want yeah. see if I can find images of like
0: a. Yeah. Um, I go in. Did he look like
2: the guy from Duckman?
0: Kind of. Intentionally. There was a man there who altered himself using, I guess tattoos, and what they, where they put things literally under your skin to, to change the shape of your head. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. A, a real human being, not not a Halloween costume, who was body modifying himself to look like a pig. So he had a pig I nose. The guy looked
2: uh, like a border collie?
0: Actually, if you want to gross people out, put like body modification I put, human pig. I
2: put man looks like pig.
0: Because this was, this wasn't just some guy who who unfortunately had like a piggy nose or, you know, had pink complexion and was fat, right? This was presumably a formerly normal human being who was altering himself, didn't quite look like that guy in the middle there. It was, it was, um, it's almost as if Louis C.K., if you took him, gave him a true actual like snouty pig nose and then put bumps bumps under his scalp under his head well it won't be under the scalp it'll be under the the skin over the scalp to give him ridges and bumps and almost pig-like ears and everybody kind of was like they glanced at him and then very quickly sort of looked away because you know if you look at that you kind of lose your appetite for eating anything and there's you know there's wanting to change how you look and be unusual and different and then there's kind of, hey, I'm mentally ill, and I want to share this with you. You know, there's a certain kind of something that's in the brain that would make a human being want to go through life. It's like, you know,
2: these are special effects.
0: The people, who, and I have seen also people on the street who are face tattooed. And I just, don't, I don't mean the folks from prison who, you know, lose a friend that they were being raped by, and then they put like two teardrops under their eyes. It's like, you know, you see people who mess up their face with ink. And they think uh, this is a, a thing. They think this is a beautiful thing. I'm like, what I think, the like, fuck is wrong I with you? I can't
2: believe we never saw the person before. Maybe they weren't for Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, who knows? Who know? I mean, you yeah. know. It's not like we patronize that bagel place every day. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I'm. I, next time I go back in there, I'm both going to be dreading and looking for pig Man. And I try. and the, the, the only thing, the thing that really annoyed me was that, because he didn't bother anybody, he was just getting his, his food, he sat down at a table, but the table was, was near. Was his
2: nose, too? Yes,
0: it was like a piggy, like a, a snout nose that he did to Do himself. Do you
2: think it just wasn't the way he looked? Do you think he
0: actually Oh, no. It would, I would have said maybe, oh, he had a bad nose,
2: but he had the bumps. Was it a mask?
0: No. It was not Halloween. It was an actual body wear mod. I do
2: not a hat? No one
0: Well, if he wore a mask, uh, oh. you know, for a for couple he was eating. He was going to sit down and have a bagel. I bagel.
2: Could wear a hat on his head. Girl's what would that horse.
0: do? Well, it well, would we'll cover the bumps, but, I mean, I, I just, I was so astonished. And then mm-hmm. he takes the table that's, like, kind of near the rear in the bathroom. So when I came out, because I don't even think i was saying bagel. I think we're just getting a tea mm-hmm. for you. And, and... I come out and I try and like look through, and, and so I have my camera ready, and I you couldn't see him. Uh, and I was in there, so I was like, "Damn! If you had a table near the window," yeah. and of course, if you had a table near the window, if I were the owner of the bagel place, I mean, sir, I will I will comp your meal and give you ten dollars if you take the table by the restroom and face well, I away. a lot, so I
2: could have gone to see him. You, you should have said come in and pee-pee.
0: I think I did. I said, or or maybe I warned you, because you were standing yeah, and up. and couldn't in, have yet. Upset I, I would have been like, Honey, you've never you you have no idea. And you're like, Dave, I got a cleanswork book. I'm like, I don't care. Because normally you'd be like, Dave's gonna be amazed. Yeah, I got a cleanswork book for him. And I come out of the the, yeah. yeah, the bagel like, place shell shop. You're like
3: you never believe
2: what happened. I thought maybe like your credit card didn't work or maybe you lost your credit card or somebody got sick or something.
0: And um, it was it was miserable kind of cold rainy weather. I also that, let's stand here a while and see let's wait yeah, until yeah. he finishes his meal. And comes on out. Um, was he alone? Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. Big shock. <laughs> big oh, shock. God knows what it's <laughs> like to you know, be
1: the, the pig
0: man. Man.
2: Did you ever read the pig man? I never did. I read
0: Pygmalion. I read, yeah. Pygmalion I read too. But there was a, a book by Paul Zendel oh, that was very popular when I was growing up. and, no, and I was, I didn't read that. It was called The Pig Man. Probably should read that. read that. But anyway, it was But anyway, it was that kind of day. You know, we go over the place a klezmer book, and then a laugh. a mitzvah. I love it. Let's, here, that's the way we got. We got the preluxe in here. What, what else? What else can I share with you? Knevel share. What that mean? I'm not sure. A share. It's not a shiur. It's not a, a lesson. Knevel share. I don't know. Aridah uh, chosedel, which is Romanian. It means don't look at the pig man in the the (laughs) bagel store. Reb Zalman's Niggin. That's Sal Sal Sal, also known as the Alter Rebbe's Niggin. Okay. The Old Rebbe. And Russische Kamarinsky, Russian Kamarinska. Well, that's helpful. Um, This is so, so amazingly. Vals von Bosnia, Bosnia Mm waltz. Yiddish is not that far from English. Vals von Lublin, a Lubliner. Um, waltz oh. and then and then of course we have our wonderful gas again uh polia Shapolke. which is of course irish dance oh excellent oh I did, I did good deed dance isn't that lovely goody dance a good deed dance oh, I like that. and so let's see if some of these have a couple of them have lyrics most of them, you know, what Klezmer band is not necessarily going well, on. Wasn't
2: are mostly improvisational, too, right? They begin with the lyric melody and then they, and then they riff on each other.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 j- it's closer to jazz when, when, and, and folk tunes or anything else. Most it's they, the one
2: time you threw up in Central Park, too.
0: To go see the New Orleans Klezmer Ensemble, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I came out. We, we had gone to, it wasn't Serendipities, it was some other place. No, it was like Cafe Mozart, I think. Yeah, and I had like a big ice cream, sundae on a hot day, and it was just like, <laughs> Yeah, it was a great it's time. a beautiful thing. Only one or two of these have lyrics. That is uh, a shame. One, one, one of them is, is a, a song we actually learned in Hebrew school, Shir HaMa'alot, a song it? of ascents. ascent.
2: Ascent? Ascent? Uh, oh, ascent. ascent. Uh, yeah, so. To heaven? Yeah, so... What, Shir hama
0: lot es what does it mean? I don't remember. Okay. Like it's a song for God. Do I? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I lost it. Oopsies. As if God needs more songs. But uh, I just hope. I hope that he needs our, a good album cover. <laughs> when this was written, I think Velvel um, Pasternak, who was on this program, was still alive, and he was a musicologist at Hebrew. Jewish collector of okay. klezmer and Yiddish music, and I don't think they kind of um, acknowledge him at some point. I'm
2: not, I don't remember the whole thing because after you told me about the pig
0: man, I kind of got distracted. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but anyway, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the six no, what am I saying? The nine hundredth and twentieth episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebook, Facebookio podcast, your programio of the stream with me, Dave Lefko. It's my darling and adorable wife, Joyce. And piggy, not the pig man, but close enough. <laughs> there he is.
2: They said copyright
0: infringement. He's mad. <laughs> Whoa! Well, oh, I'm the, on the man. man. Yeah, that's true. You can't do that. No. Coming up in just about 15 minutes, we'll have our guest in the neighborhood, Steve Wolf, who is the creator Whoa. of special is he, is effects and pyrotechnics. He's not he's not here yet, but he'll be coming in. To chat with, speaking of Jewish things, Rabbi Saul Solomon, the one, the only, the Jewish. And Rabbi Saul hasn't been on this show in a little, in a little while. It'd be really, really cool because to have him back. Been in prison, no? Has yeah. he really, yeah? yeah. yeah. What would he do?
2: We can't talk about it. Oh, he signed I mean. a
0: non disclosure agreement. <laughs> he, he got a little too angry at a protester. Mm-hmm. And let's just say there were knives and pyrotechnics no, I involved. I actually
2: think it was him and the Pig man, they had some sort of relationship.
0: Mm. Well, he was mad at the guy because the guy was originally going to turn himself into, uh, you know, a, a kosher kin-ish. cow. Okay, she was going to turn himself, and he said, "No, I'm going with pig." And yeah, Rabbi Sol just said, "No, man. not, yeah. not going to do
2: that.
0: that." There is a botched oil issue. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What else can we do? You know what we can do before? Because um, we don't. I want to save Greely Times. For after the guest, because okay. we've only got about 10 minutes now. Okay. And we have our Colorado Limerick of the Damned coming. Yeah. You know what it's time for.
2: Oh, do you have your skin? Oh, do, wait, give your voice. Show which voice you're going to do it in.
0: Oh, so, Joyce got this. <laughs> from, soon. where did you get this again?
2: By GA. Oh,
1: all right,
0: okay, so... Uh,
2: it's used to what when, does it represent? It's used to teach children what voice to use when they're doing stuff. So it's important to it's a scale of a loud or quiet voice.
0: Right. So Joyce thinks I'm always here. I think you're four here. or five, yeah. Yeah, I'm generally four. When I'm in class, even in a classroom of like a small classroom, I'm like I think you're five, you're 4.5. Yeah. Constant yelling. Yes. <laughs> um,
2: this, that would be six for you, constant yelling. Uh,
0: but whisper, I, I find it very hard to whisper. I've never. It hurts my voice more to whisper than to talk in, in, in okay. like a, a louder voice. Even this hurts my throat. You're figuring not using your vocal cords, but it, it's still.
2: You're an odd bird.
0: Yeah, I need to, to let them. No, no. Oh, I'll never forget the
2: this. The of the prime rib.
0: <laughs> no, but this when I was taking my summer master's degree over at the university, and they were teaching us acting, they were teaching us voice and um how to protect your voice yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. one
0: of the professors the teachers that yeah. i had, professors i don't know if she's a doctor um one of her skills one of her skill sets oh, God. is that she could do a horror movie scream i mean literally like that old school yeah, yeah, universal yeah. pictures yeah, yeah. you know admin Costello like ah and and you know she's scared of the shit out of us but she was like it's nothing it's just a, a thing you do with your i could do it like 50 times a day because I'm doing it knowingly. I know At what I'm potential. doing I know, and I'm not gonna burn my throat out. Because yeah. I'm not, you know, whereas somebody who doesn't know what they're doing can get up on stage Screen. for two yeah. hours, yeah, not scream like this, but just yell mm-hmm. or use their voice and hurt their voice mm-hmm. and, and then go on, have to go on vocal rest and stuff and, and hurt the notes. So this was a kind of issue. Couldn't teach me that, but it was sort of like wow. an interesting thing of like, you know, you heard her and it, was, it sounded like she was shredding Vocal course. She wasn't. It was just a thing that she could do with her voice because she knew how. She learned how. Yeah. yeah. But let me show you what I can do with my feet. Because ladies and gentlemen, it is on Dave's Get gone your by bunion
2: scale, which mirrors that scale.
0: It's bunion time. Where is it? Where is it? Or well, sorry, not bunion time. It's what we really call bunion watch.
1: Bunion. She's bunyan, she's bunyan, she really is a one, She's bunyan.
2: Listen, doctor, to
1: my plea. It's time for bunyanectomy. Bunyons, bunyons, there are pains in our Feet of mine have got to go. Please get these bunyons off my toes. I have.
0: Yeah, the My Pal Foot Foot doesn't really fade. It goes off the meter there. I probably should, should snip I like that for a I at, think but... it's a good mishmash of bunion related songs. <laughs> bunion related songs. So let me show you my Foot Foot, because we've been since, wow, it's been about three and a half months now. Since we started yeah, doing this is our, since we start
2: the bunion watch, yeah. <laughs>
0: because old Dave, you know, brief, brief reminder of this that I, on the first day of teaching, classes again for the fall semester, mm-hmm. I wore a pair of shoes I got, or sneakers that I, I thought I had broken in, but I hadn't broken them in enough, and they rubbed my foot raw, and just it was agony for about a week and a half to you know it helped it helped a lot. Like I got one of those bunion plasters and the, the moleskin things. But ever since I thought, you know what? I share so much on this program. That's you something know, I, 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 I probably talked about my clap palate and the hair little boldness Everything, of course. Yeah, your is... My my my, scrotum, my the the left oh, yes, ball being larger. The, the itch of my scrotum and all yes. that. Why not share my bunions? Yeah. Why not share this thing right here? Now this yeah. is not the foot, as I said, the that had the foot. problem. Look, look, at it. It, it's it's pretty uh, it, staggering in my It looks like it. a yes.
1: sculpture.
0: Yeah, this this is Mount Everest. This is Bunyanest. It Mount Bunyan Bunyan Everest. It's Bunyananjaro. Yes. Look at that! Look at can It's like a ski lift.
1: right?
0: But this was not the foot that had the problem. This is the foot. Amazingly enough, with a smaller, much smaller bunion right there. Maybe it's
2: that one's just new and tender, the other one's more worn, you know. But I it's know. Like that, this one is, yeah.
0: I've seen everything.
2: Um, yeah, it takes a lot to, like, move me.
0: It's know. those newbie bunions that have the problem. They don't problem. know how to,
2: like, surface the shoe.
0: <laughs> so, but now I check to see if, <laughs> if my bunions are, are ever painful. <laughs> yes, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Who
2: says that, you know, visual media is dead. Or <laughs>
0: That's you know, right. Like, this is this is why the internet was born.
2: Why don't you hear? Why do you use this to tap your bunions? And oh yeah, let's let's do this. This let's would be do a good, this. I don't do the, know if I can read. Yeah, I the can't. The can. You can hold them, turn them on. I'm throwing one for you.
0: <laughs> I I wonder if Steve Wolf is already watching this because he just logged on. Oh, I'm one sure. Second. he's like, <laughs> I'm going on this show, am I?
2: Wait, turn off the turn off the. Yeah, I gotta turn off
0: this music. i like, there we go. Okay. Do the do the do the do the, do the, do the, do the press
2: the, the button and make it.
0: Oh, do the the yeah. single. Hold yeah. on. Oh no!
2: I like that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Demonstrate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If I have any kind <laughs> of legacy at all. It's not going to be from my plays, alas. It won't be from any. It, yes it will be from will. the fact somebody's said, you know, I once watched a show where a man played. played his, used
2: Walgreens' Wal- drumsticks to play in uh,
0: his bunions. This is the stupidest television <laughs> I've ever <laughs> I didn't give you those. Give me those. Yeah. Yeah. I'll turn them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh. someone, someone will literally say, you know, I, I I thought I was dreaming this, but there was a man on the engine. Yes. <laughs> playing drumsticks on his butt. Electric drums. And he, wasn't, he was just playing the electric drum, which was stupid to begin with. Yes, he was demonstrating bunion he was, Yeah. He was actually playing his bunions. God, uh, this makes me joyful. Yeah, but
2: I feel like you're doing a really good service because there might be many people have bunions. They're ashamed of their bunions. And no. And they probably... They probably run to get them fixed and eliminate bunions, but you're in, you're engendering bunion pride to be proud of your yeah. bunions and keep them as part of your if body. You,
0: if you have bunion shame, people, it's yes. time to come out of the closet. Yes. Uh, sure your shoe closet. I'm yeah. sure
2: foot finishes love it. Probably, oh yeah, they, they probably just like frame by frame yeah. go over
0: it. Like, oh yeah. How,
2: what's that thing they pay like? Not mashup. It's some website where people go on and do naughty stuff and they pay per hour, like. They probably like post it on there. It's like, have you seen the latest bunion watch? Like, you could have your own bunion I watch. Know. the cubicle where you just do Oh, they have like that episode
0: of, of I Love Lucy where Lucy and Ethel are stomping the grapes. Yeah. You know, oh, you said, you can, and they're like yes. getting into that can yeah. Grape
2: stomping, you could wear like boots, take off your socks, show your footland. I think you could have a whole, a whole set If I had a
0: tongue long, long enough, and I, I, back in the day, I used to be able to bite my own toen- toenails. I um. can't do that. No, but
2: I think they want to see your feet naturally.
0: Yeah, but I could lick my own bunion.
2: Like walking through dirt, you know, or maybe like sand on a beach, or maybe in the bathtub in water. We have a
0: stick of of butter in the fridge. I could slowly rub butter on my bunions. I don't bunion. know if that's too
2: much like food though. I don't you'd have to see what well, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I don't know.
0: We could we could do like, um, remember when Ronald Rand gave me that painted rock? We get like watercolors oh, and paint faces on my bunions. bunions. I think
2: that'd be really cute.
0: That would be I could. also have my body modified, and pay, put a fake bunion on top of my bunion.
2: Maybe get a prosthetic bunion. A
0: pro- wow.
2: I think our neighbor's getting food. Oh, what okay. kind? Mean, like it's a door dash. I food like food. Again. I don't know what. it I is. I want food. But food is you good. Anyway, oh, help by me hear the thing because oh, in two
0: minutes. Ma- well, yeah, coming to the neighborhood right now okay. is our friend of the neighborhood from you now. Ten years ago. Play for him. Here
2: I am. Rock me like a hurricane. Right?
0: Or, some kind of... or do you? He is like a hurricane because he's. I you know, I'm not going to give it away. I'm just going to say that he is, or, or has spent many, many years working with Hollywood films and Hollywood production studios and things like that to create pyrotechnics and car explosions and fires and all these things. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to put some of that science to use to really not just help people be entertained, but to fix a big problem in the world, which is wildfires that come, you know, obviously this past summer, we were all tremendously affected by this and will be. Mm. So coming to the neighborhood in a minute is Steve Wolf. Um, and I, and he was a great guest on Dave's Gone By literally 11 years ago. Wow. He's back. I make him like a, a, an online conference. A decade redo. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited by this because it's going to be a great conversation. With Steve Wolf, my only disappointment is that I'm not going to get to talk to him. But Rabbi Sal Solomon is... Dying. Oh, shalom, my friends, shalom my enemies. And it turns out over the past month or two I've I've got more enemies than I ever could possibly have imagined. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a friend coming to the neighborhood joining us in a moment and he's someone who has been on this program more than a decade ago but i didn't get to talk to him this this and saddens me but today i will and i do because steve wolf is with us here giving us a good shalom this Saturday. let me tell you a little bit about steve wolf Back then, back in the day, even though he's still doing this, he was a stunt person. He did special effects, explosions and fires and things like that. Well, he's still, of course, doing that. But now he's putting that scientific knowledge of how to create destruction and disaster in stopping destruction and disaster. But let me tell you something else about this. If you were to read this man's resume in terms of things he does and has done in his life, He went to Columbia University where he studied Shakespeare, nothing to do with what he's he's doing, but he's also been an EMT, a scuba instructor, a firearms instructor, this makes sense, a private investigator, a pyrotechnician, a film director, a TV producer, a writer, (laughs) an actor, a publicist, and a preschool teacher. Which is really interesting when he's man, I wonder if the firearm instruction was for preschool kids. We're gonna find out. Ladies and gentlemen, won't you Oh, and he even ran a school for dyslexic children, which is a zaming. Anyway, won't you please welcome to the neighborhood? Steve Wolf Shalom. Steve, how you doing?
3: Good morning, chatbot shalom. <laughs> I am not that possibly possibly That's- How are you? I'm good, how are you, Rabbi?
0: Thank God, you know, I'm doing all right and and the whole world hates me, but it's all right because I have you here in the neighborhood because um, you reconnected with Dave, who is the producer of this program, just a day or two ago uh, in a conference where he first met you, like all those years back, to promote what you're doing. Now, before you were promoting that you were going around to schools and giving lectures and talks, as a matter of fact, you were the winner twice of Time Warner's Science Presenter of the Year Award. Yay. But now you're working on something <laughs> else. What is it?
3: Boy, I sound ex- I'm i exhausted just listening to all the crap. I'm I I, I, myself ah. listening to me, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. what I'm working on now is trying to figure out how we're going to get this wildfire problem under control. Uh, I live in Boulder, Colorado right now. And uh, one day I looked out the window and it was nighttime. But it was bright as could be out there. And I said, what the heck's going on? Three towns were on fire at once. Uh, superior Louisville, Marshall. It was called the Marshall Fire. Right. And a thousand homes burned down into the matter of just a few hours. How long ago was,
1: was this? This was when? This was, this
3: was two years ago, this coming New Year's. Right. So and so this really dispelled the idea that there's a fire season right? If, if you could have a fire like this, you know, the last day of December. Um, and this fire was driven by hundred mile an hour winds. And in my special effects work, you know, I did a lot of work with fire and a lot of work with wind. And I went and I asked these fire guys the next day, I said, you know, what happened? What, what are we going to have to do to get these fires under control? And they said, Steve, it would take a hurricane to put these fires out. And I said, I'll be right back. And I went and I gathered my uh, special effects team and some firefighters and uh, raised $3.5 million. And we built a hurricane on wheels for the fire department. And what we're doing is we're using giant jet engines like this, mounting them on trucks and then feeding fire retardant into the exhaust so we could blow the retardant at the fire at several hundred miles an hour. I uh, uh, already,
0: already have so many questions. First of all, I, is, it, is it really right to use you know retarded people for this purpose? I mean, I, I think <laughs> you could probably not. Do this? It, it's it's uh, I mean, nobody misses <laughs> them. No, but why is fire quote unquote retardant better than just I don't know water?
3: What well, water's good there? too. You know, the thing about water is that water has a self love affair, right? Water molecules love to hang out with each other. That's why if you put water in a drop, the drop will sit there like this defying gravity rather than going like this because these molecules are so strongly attracted to each other. So if you want those water molecules to separate and actually penetrate dry leaves, dry brush, homes, whatever, and get onto the fuels and get absorbed in the fuels, then you have to lower the surface tension within the water molecule. And you do that with surfactants, which is just a fancy word for soap, essentially. And and that's why we put soap into laundry detergent, so that the water dissolves the dirt in our clothes rather than just clumping up to itself. So retardants need not be anything more than... So I mean, if you have soap, a stove, an uh, oven
0: thing, and, and you, get the, you have that uh, canister, the, the extinguisher, that's mainly yeah. soapy, soapy
1: suds?
3: Well, the, for a fire extinguisher, they use different chemicals. So to have a fire, Rabbi, you have to have four different things, right? You have to have fuel, which is anything that burns. You have to have oxygen. You have to have heat. And you have to have a chemical reaction. Oh,
0: wow. Well, first and of all, so you're leaving out God, you have five
1: things. God.
3: five things, right? Is the spark. that's what makes it, right? But, but mean, to take away fire, you have to just remove any one of those things. So most fire extinguishers work by removing the oxygen. they They have a, an oxygen snuffing compound. They put out something in the air that displaces the oxygen. Even steam will do that. As long as you drive the oxygen away, you get rid of the fire. Now, if you have a hurricane, you can physically blow the fuels away, right? That means you're blowing away the leaves, the trees, the debris, all that stuff. So once there's nothing left to burn, no fire, right? So you could literally blow fuels out. When you shoot the retardant on there, you know, it it turns into steam and that displaces the oxygen. And then if you ever got out of the shower and you're wet and it's there's windy. Yeah. Now that happens too, but also you get cold. And so you you get this thing called evaporative cooling and in evaporative cooling, you're you're reducing the heat. So when you reduce the heat in chemicals, it slows down that chemical reaction that we so call fire. When
0: I'm, when I'm sitting too long in the theater or the movie, I'm I pitch my pants and it started. First, it's warm and then it gets cool very quickly down there. Yes, that's right. And so you warm.
3: get that, that evaporation. Right. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure your parents taught you how to put out fire on your first birthday. What do they do?
0: Well, no, you You
3: put a candle in front of you and you go like that. Right. And so using uh, convection, you blow the heat away, you disrupt the fire and it goes out.
0: But the problem is most fires and the problem with fires in places that are dry, like Colorado, like Canada, for crying out loud. Yes. Is that it is blowing wind is blowing but the problem is it takes one tree that's on fire it blows a branch onto another tree the wind is the problem, isn't it yeah
3: so we're fighting wind with wind you've got wind coming at you at you know 30 40 miles an hour you blow back at 250 miles an hour who's gonna win
0: but aren't you still just still blowing in another direction or with fire
3: you're blowing it but you get out in front of the fire and you blow the fire back over the area that's already been burned where there's nothing left to burn. So you can do that. You could also just lay out retardant in front of the fire very aggressively because you're blowing it out there with jet engines. You could cover several hundred feet at a time with retardant out in front of the fire. When the fire gets there, you know, it can't burn anymore.
0: Why is it so hard to, you know, as as we've said, we've sent probes, uh, you should pardon the expression, probes up to Venus, and then we've got men on the moon. Why is it we still have these enormous wildfires that we can't figure out? Well, just cover things with with water and retardant and air and blow. Why, why can't we control these things?
3: Well, we can. The thing is that we haven't yet. Why? So, why? Uh, I don't know. Why does it take the post office so long to get your mail to you, but FedEx can get it there overnight? So, you know, maybe it's the difference between a government approach to something and a private approach to something. Uh,
0: the, the Elon Musk flying into the air as opposed to waiting for NASA to kind of. No, I'm not
1: kidding. I'm not that Right.
3: Speaking. No, no. Right. Right. Yeah. So so and, and God bless firemen and they do the best they can with the tools they've got. It's just that the tools they've got in many cases are a thousand years old. You know they're they're armed with what i describe as medieval gardening tools right you got a rake you got a shovel maybe you got an axe you know i mean that's what is that going to go do against you know 200 foot wall of fire nothing how do, you,
0: how do you bring your hurricane idea to a remote place that may not because <clears throat> that was one of the problems with canada is yeah. it wasn't like you could just drive a bunch of fire engines up to to where these fires were burning what sure. can you do a hurricane from? I mean, that sounds almost uh, contradictory. Can you do a hurricane from the air?
3: Well, you can uh, You can drop one of these trucks in. Um, so I'm using logging trucks as my base vehicle because unlike fire trucks, which are you know referred to as pavement queens, so they can only go where there's a road, uh, logging trucks are made to get up into the woods. So it's a much better base vehicle, right? If a tree can grow there, a logging truck can go there and so that's how we're delivering the the jet engine technology now there's places where the the forest cover is going to be so dense we can't go you're going to need airplanes for that or the slope is so high that a tree could not get there but the real thing we're worried about with the wildfires is the destruction of things that we built and that we ensure homes hospitals military bases there's roads at all these places if we have to if we have to prioritize right we want to make sure first we don't burn down any nuclear plants or any hospitals or any schools right and then way down the list is the woods themselves and that's important because you know trees are nature's natural carbon sequestration technology right most of the weight of a tree is made from carbon that it's sucked out of the air from co2 so as long as that tree is sitting there that carbon is safely sequestered as they say uh like the like the jury on the recent case but when the tree burns up all that carbon gets put back up into the air and it's sooty and soot is dark dark things hold heat more right they heat up more in the sun So not only you're putting back this CO2 in the air, which acts as a blanket that holds heat in, but you're putting this soot in the air, which increases the heating of the atmosphere. Plus, you're just burning, you know, hundreds of thousands of acres that puts more heat in the atmosphere. So it's probably no coincidence, right, Rabbi, that the hottest month ever on record last June, July happened to coincide with the burning of millions of acres in Canada. Well, the heat's got to go somewhere.
0: Well, let me ask you, I never also understood this, of what they do where, where they do controlled fires. This yes. Like, hey, how do we fight forest fire? How do we stopped it? Oh, I know. Let's set some fires. Like right. what? Why not just have a perimeter of retardant? Why would you well, stop, yes. to stop fires?
3: Right. So first of all, we should not call it a controlled fire because that might imply that we actually control it. Uh, it's called a prescribed fire now. But they do get out of control so to call it controlled you know like the the giant fire in new mexico yeah. uh, you know that came right up on uh on uh, santa fe that fire you, you know which took many many homes and cost lives that was a prescribed burn that the,
1: the government was
3: doing got out of control those so yes you just define your fire area and yeah. then you lay out a two three hundred foot swath of retardant around it to, to contain it the best you can, because you also get something called ember cast. This is not a new technology for disseminating embers on the internet, but ember cast is what they call when, you know, the trees release embers, the winds deliver those embers, so you know, 40, 50 miles away. And then that starts a new fire somewhere else. I
0: I, I just, I never understood this idea of like, you know, because um, because it occurred to me, okay, so a fire burns up, but it's still there's going to be desiccated trees that yep. are just burn to ash. There's like trees with no leaves on them. Those can still burn. Like if a fire, co- a new fire comes at that tree, it's going to burn the rest of what's there. I just, I never understood any of this. I still well, you know, know if
3: you, you've made fires, you know, in the fireplace, and you start with a little kindling, and you crumple up a New York Times, and then you put the big logs on top, because the, if you're burning fuels where you have a lot of surface area to a little bit of mass, like a piece of paper, or a twig, right? That surface area can absorb heat and ignite faster than the log itself, right? If you hold the lighter to the, to the log, you're just gonna burn your fingers before you get the log to catch, right? right? So the same thing with a tree, the trunk is the hardest part to catch and that's why even after the fires come through, you still see a lot of trunks standing, but what's burning, right? What's what's actually conducting the heat f- to that tree in the first place to start the ignition is the leaves and the small twigs on it. So when the fire comes through, it's being con- basically, you know, running through this paper trail of leaves really, really quickly. S- more sometimes what, faster than 100 miles an hour. So... Said, uh, yes, you could get that trunk to reignite, but it would be pretty hard.
0: I, I just want, I uh, wow. Okay, by the way, we're talking with Steve Wolf here. Now, Steve, I remember you, you did have a book about what you did. about Well, more about the stunt stuff, because we talked a lot about the fire. What was, kind of remind me of the name of the, the
3: book. That you uh, re- the latest book was The Secret Science Behind Movie Stunts and Special Effects.
0: Secrets. is that still available Can we still look? around
3: you know it's a popular book with kids
0: yeah because if you want to go back and hear dave's interview with steve about a decade ago it talks a lot about the stunts and you i mean you worked on movies holly big big Hollywood. like what is the biggest stunt that you ever had to create a pyrotechnic or otherwise or a big car chaser or whatever it was <laughs>
3: <clears throat> the, the the biggest stunt was trying to get paid once after I had done a movie but
0: oh, come on you can you can bitch so, who, who, who what film all
3: right so she's dead now so we can we can talk i worked on a, a whitney houston video i'm your baby tonight wow and uh the, the director oh what piece what, what a what piece, was, what was, a piece was, of work
0: or, oh, who, who, Is he alive who is he
3: i have no idea You know, and and if if he's not, you know, I'm not going to lose any tears. We had this effect we're going to do in there where Whitney Houston's supposed to walk up to a mirror and put her hand through it. Now this is pre-CGI, pre-digital everything, right? So we did this effect by making a pool of liquid mercury. And then the idea was that Whitney would be over it and then she could just push her hand down into the mercury. It would look like she was pushing her hand through a mirror if you put the camera above. Well, we we ran out of time on that shoot. They didn't get to that shot in the studio, and they said, "Oh, right. Well, if you could just bring your liquid mercury, we're going to be filming out under the uh, the bridge by the East River, and uh, we'll just do it over there as a pickup shot." And it's like, "No, you will not put a hundred pounds of mercury where, if it leaks, it's going to go right into the river and you know pollute it for a thousand years." They're not doing it. And this director comes over and he smacks me in the face. Says, "Where did we find this guy? Why can't we get someone to cooperate with us?" Like, you know, screw yourself, buddy. So,
0: did you sue him?
3: Uh, I didn't sue him. You know, well, what did do you, you do? Did you punch
0: him back at least or something? Did you? No,
3: no, no. But in the next scene, they needed hoses to wet stuff, and they hadn't anticipated this. And I had a couple, you know, thirty hoses on my truck. And they said, "Oh, can we borrow some of your hoses?" So, sure you can. They're five hundred bucks an hour each. How many would you like? And they said, <laughs> "What are you talking about? They sell these at Home Depot for twenty nine bucks." I said, "Well, if you want to wait till seven hours till Home Depot opens, you're welcome to." So, good,
1: good.
3: what goes around comes around, right?
0: Let me ask. You, so, so but,
3: uh, I've done. I, I have worked with a lot of good stars. I worked with Tom Cruise. He was absolutely amazing to work with. Well,
0: how was Whit- was Whitney a bitch or was she very nice? And was
3: Whitney was very nice, and she was struggling with addiction at the time uh and go which, figure
0: she died of mercury poisoning so. she did not you
3: know because she never put her hand in it it was my hand in the video i i stunt why, double for why, Whitney no, Houston. No,
0: i'm sorry steve why you know i'm afraid of putting an old thermometer in my mouth for fear that yeah when i'll break and i get mercury in my face sure you would put your hand and i guess to practice this stunt you did you put your hand in mercury
3: I did. So, couple of so some people they told me it would cause hair loss. What do they know, right? So, okay, so mercury is really dangerous when you heat it and you breathe the vapors. It gets it gets into you, and then you know you're done. Um, In this case, it was a liquid. It was cool. I had a rubber glove on. So a very tight surgical glove that I painted to match Whitney Houston's skin color, and then I just reach my hand in and take it out. So we didn't have to worry about her thinking, I mean, oh, "Whoa, like, what is this?" And trying to
0: because it was you know, and it didn't, and it didn't turn into little balls because doesn't it do that? No, because it?
3: it was in a big. It was in a big uh, a table that I lined with latex to make it into a pool.
0: Thank you uh, to to because to do it is right, but to design it, create it, test it. So make sure. Yeah. How long did I mean? Again, weren't you afraid of yeah. something going wrong in the in the R and D of, of it leaking somewhere? Oh, yeah. Well, you
3: you know, I, I have a week to prep for something like this. Even though it only takes a second on camera, yeah. you know, there's the building the table and building the well where it's deeper than the the most of it could be very shallow So you're not using a lot of mercury. It only needed to be deep on that table in the part where the hand protrudes. So you use the least amount of mercury possible. Okay. And,
0: and you made the joke about this, but, but i yeah. you know, losing your hair and. and, and what hair? In a fire or is it an alopecia? Thing or, or why don't you
3: have. Yeah, anything? yeah, I have alopecia. So okay. when I was uh, 19, 20 ish, my hair started to fall out, little patches of this. And then the patches grow <laughs> until they all connect and there's no hair left. So this has created a very fire-resistant aerodynamic effect for me. True. Uh, you know, and, and you know, it, it makes you more, you, know, you stand out a little bit. Right. And then when I see you, you know, three days ago, or so, like Dave, I saw actually, I saw your producer, and he uh, he says, oh, I remember you. Now, probably if I was just another hairy gray guy. You, you know, you remember, really Let me ask it? you,
0: though, you mentioned Tom Cruise was a nice person. Or yes, he, he is. After. And yep. what did
3: you do for him? What did you? What I, I, I was a special effects coordinator on a movie called The Firm, which was the the first of the John Grisham books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a uh, great book, uh, great script, great director, Sidney Pollock, and uh, got to work with Tom. And what a treat that was! This guy is the a consummate professional. First guy on the set, you know, always knows his lines. Polite to everybody he works with. He hears any complaint on the set. He sees some guy going, "Ugh, these hours are killing me. Let me get a massage therapist over there. Hired a massage therapist to just walk around and rub the crew's shoulders. He heard somebody complain about the food. He paid for the top catering company in the world. I think four stars cater to come and take over catering for the movie. He wanted everybody on the set to be happy. Um, He said, look, I show up. I do a hard job. And I put everything into it. And you guys are doing the same. And you guys should get compensated. All right, maybe not financially quite as well. Quite but you know, the the okay. right, you know, you good okay, food, so but you're, savvy, you're so happy, basically, right? Basically, so a, re- like, a like, real like, mensch, you know. And the the most impressive thing I saw working with him was his commitment to perform at his definition of best, not at what other people would have accepted from him. So we finished a scene, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 takes. And the director's happy. He says, all right, good. good. That's good. Moving on. And, you know, that's great. Tom could have just gone back to his trailer and had lunch or whatever. But he says, no, I think I could have done that better. And he stays and he we do it again because it wasn't up to the standard that he wanted, even though everyone else would have been happy with it. And I I thought that was so uh, informative, uh, that that's really informed the way I work now, like work to your standard, not to what you think you could get away with or what other people are happy with.
0: Now who, who else are either actors or directors that you're like, yeah, yeah, they were great. They, they really know that or very kind people, um, who who
3: thoughtful people, you know, Sidney Pollack was certainly in that, uh, Gene Hackman, Amazing to work with.
0: Oh, really? Uh, so nice to hear. A very
3: subtle actor. You know, <laughs> you'd see him come and he'd do a scene. And it was like, eh, what did he do? He just stood there and said something. It looked like nothing. And then you watch all the little nothings put together in the end. And he would painted a beautiful portrait of this character. But and just, what you know.
0: Film was he, what did you do for that film?
3: Uh, that was the same movie. So the firm like was just firm. full. You had... Uh, you know, you had Tom Cruise, you had Holly Hunter, you had Gene Hackman, you had, you know, a lot of a lot of amazing talent on that. Um, I guess on, on any movie of a of a Tom Cruise size budget, you know, you're going to see a lot of talent across the board, in front I'm, and behind.
0: Trying to remember the, fr- oh, the oh. firm, I don't remember great special effect pirate things blowing up kind of, you know it was basically in a law firm and he, he, it's creepy and whatever is there a car yeah. chase what did you have to do yeah. special effect wise for the firm
3: yeah right so you would think like what's you know that's not a big action film right it's a more thriller psychological whatever there's I think there were close to 140 effects in there and an effect could eye. be yeah. it's a, it could be a, something as simple as someone walks up to the elevator and they push the button and the light comes on Okay, well, it's not a real elevator, right? We're sitting on a set, so that all ha- that has to be rigged. Or you're waiting for the elevator and you're staring up and you're seeing the needle thing go, telling you what floor it's on, right? I'm sitting there with a little rheostat and I'm controlling this motor and I'm moving the needle. And this way the director could say, oh, can, go, can the move elevator move a little faster, a little slower? Can the paper come out of the fax machine? You know, I don't want it to go like this. I want it to go. Right. But what is, but if the script says like a paper, you know, comes out of the machine, it rolls up, it falls on the floor and rolls under the table. Well, I don't know any paper trainers out there. Right. So you've got to figure out how you're going to make it, you know, pre curl hit the floor. I drilled little holes in the floor at an angle that we could run a uh, air compressor to so that when it hits the floor, it rolls under the table. So like, there's, there's all these subtle little things you'd never think of. It's no, not just- you
0: figure, you know, coming yeah. out of, uh, like Dave came out of film school and stuff, like you figure, oh, we need a fax machine. All right, go go use it, bring it here. And whatever the speed the thing comes out, it's a fax. Who would-, who
3: would Yeah, so there's not, even a, there's not even a phone line to hook the fax machine up to. So, yeah, I take the fax machine, you take it apart, you remove the guts, you put in your own motor, you run the motor back to your own controller, and then you load it with paper. And when the guy says a fax is coming in, you hit the little button on your controller and that makes the little light flash. And you, you ask the director, do you want the little flashing light to be green, red, orange, yellow? And you have all the spare LEDs ready so you can swap it out. So the idea is really just give the director creative control over everything that they could control, and then because you give them choices, right?
0: As stunned as I, as absolutely, like you know, in wonder and and awe and astonishment at what goes into movie making and I and thought that goes into every single element,
3: which is like, it's a lot. They just, you I see know. the elevators open, right? You've been in an elevator and the elevator opens, but sometimes the, the uh, elevators just, you know, finishing leveling down right. as the doors are opening. Like, again, there's no elevator. We build a box on the set and then I set the box onto four tires, inner tubes, and they have uh, hoses coming out of them with a regulator. And then, when i'm on one door and my brother's pulling the other door open you know to create that effect and then i hit the button and it leaks lets the air out and you see the le- the elevator finish going and the reason and for- again these things that- are subtle no one ever says oh what amazing effects but the same amount of work goes into it whether it's you know explosions I mean, or something silly
0: i mean this is just so do you still by the way do you still run or coordinate this place called stunt ranch yes stunt
3: ranch still up and running in austin texas it's a it's a theme park basically you can come and you could be a stunt mensch for a day or or a stunt woman and uh you know it's it's for corporate team building so googles and facebooks and companies like this it's like what are we going to do for fun this summer or this winter how are we going to do a big team building thing so they'll come everybody gets to you know jump off a tower from an explosion, ride a zip line, shoot, uh, shoot stuff. You know, it's, it's exciting. I mean, you get to live out your Hollywood fantasy for a few hours Beats the and, shit. Then, was, and then, and then go back to, to being a that. coder or whatever they do.
0: Now, how, now how would you have handled or, or what, how would you have kept what happened to Alec Baldwin happening to Alec Baldwin? Just Well, nothing
3: happened to Alec Baldwin. He just got served with papers, but a lot happened to Helena Hutchins. She died. So so in the scale of magnitudes, you know, screw him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So but
3: I could I could tell you what happened there is that, um, well, it, it, it really came down to almost the same thing as the Hindenburg hubris, right? Thinking that, you know, more than, you know thinking that you can control dangerous things when you don't have the knowledge to go about it properly. Uh, and I did a special for the Discovery Channel about uh, the Hindenburg. And it, and boy, the parallels were incredible, right? When someone says, don't fill that thing with hydrogen, hydrogen blows up. And you look back and you say, "Well, maybe for your inferior minds who do not know how to control the hydrogen, but for the brilliant Nazis, we can do this. Yeah. So, all right. Well, it turns out they were wrong. So when someone goes to Alec Baldwin or any other actor and says, hey, I'm the armorer. I'd like to show you how to use this gun. It's kind of a specialty piece of equipment. It's a single action gun. It's not what you're probably used to. Yeah. Uh, you don't say, eh, I got this. I've been doing this for 30 years. You know, you're not going to tell me how to work this gun. All right. Well,
0: or check if it's loaded
3: I or mean, check it. Loaded, right. See what's air. in it. Right. And it's, oh, well, I, I don't check guns. You know, I rely on my crew for that well how are you relying on your crew when your armor is not even in the room right and you take the gun from dave halls who's the first ad who has no business touching the gun and who yells cold gun this guy had a reputation for cutting safety corners a to z you know just to make the movie go faster so they could get a, a couple more shekels and there's no there's no way to run a set somebody died because of it well if you pick up a gun you are responsible for what happens with that gun. It doesn't matter who you think loaded it, who made the ammo, who, whatever, but the gun's in your hands, you're responsible. So if you don't know how to check it, you bring someone over and you say, please open this up, show me what's in here. Either show me that it's empty, show me that these are dummy rounds, show me that these are blanks, because I don't want to hurt anybody. And I know Alec did not want to hurt anybody, right? I saw footage from the day before where he's saying, like, hey, could you stand on the other side of the camera? I don't want to point the gun at you. So, like, he had – but the thing is, you can't follow the gun rules on a Monday and not follow them on a Tuesday, right? They're called rules, not suggestions, yeah. right? They're, they're rules because if you don't follow them, people die. Well, can and I, so, what is the closest that yes. you
0: ever had to contend with something going seriously wrong? Even on a set that you were involved with, you set things up, but either, you know, some things happen – or some yeah. mistake or something. So what's the closest you've gotten to your getting hurt or someone getting hurt and shit gone bad?
3: Yeah. So uh you know, gotta own your mistakes, right? And I and this uh, this is on a movie I did uh, the effects for. It was called uh what
0: the heck was it called?
3: Hustle and flow. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, so hustle and flow, they come out of a bar at night. It's raining. Uh, and so we have these rain towers. So think of it like a giant tripod that you push up into the air, right? And then it's got a, like a little nozzle on it that, uh, you know, shoots water out and it makes it looks like it's raining. How so, can that go, all right. Right so, yeah, right, so if you have a distributed head, you know, where it shoots rain in all directions, when you turn on the water, the force goes equally out and this, the tower stands still. In this case, the towers were at the side of the set, so we were using angled rain nozzles that just you know, push forward. Well, you push the water this way, it pushes the tower this way. And they had not given me budget to have my own assistant operating the, the water flow. They said, look, just want, use one of the PAs. You know, We don't have the budget to bring this whatever in uh, to give you an assistant. When the when the uh, so when this PA turned on the water flow, he turns it on full flow, woof, the rain tower goes back. The this 30-foot steel tower, you know, slams down into the ground, you know, this close to the director. So, you know, nobody got hurt, but you oh. know, those things they stick with you forever and they make you, you know, more safe. I was gonna say more paranoid because. <laughs> that that's actually appropriate right? or a professionally paranoid, meaning you're always thinking what could go wrong, what could go wrong, what could go wrong. And you're looking around with a, this constant eye towards safety. Uh, so, you know, the tower now, when I put up the towers, we use uh, shroud lines, we secure everything so that nothing could move. You know, you learn from these mistakes uh, yeah. and that's that. But also-
0: uh, it was full of water. I mean, I can imagine it falling backwards. And then we're going all over equipment and causing shorts and things like that, too.
3: Probably so not great.
0: Finance, but yeah.
3: Right, yeah. So, yeah, let, so.
0: Let, let me ask you, I mean, this has just been such a, a fabulous conversation with Steve Wolf. Um, I do want to, want to say that one of the things, one of the things on your resume of things that you've done, things that you were totally unrelated, you were a private eye.
3: I was, you know, I was uh, going to college and looking for, you know, an after school job. And I had met this guy as a private investigator and he says, hey, you want to, you know, work for me? Like, Sure. What do we do? We investigate crap. And I said, all right, well, I'm naturally curious. uh, So making a living being curious sounds interesting. So it turns out it was like a real bogus job. It's not, you know, it's not like I'm following spies on the bridge and, you know, whatever. Uh It's basically like somebody uh, ran their Hertz rental car into another car seven years ago, and they filed a claim against Hertz and our budget or whoever. And now you got to find out oh, where's the guy live, where are their witnesses. Do we get down in state? So you're just like, like basically driving all over the Bronx, Staten Island, whatever, trying to run down these leads on uh, these these silly little stale cases to. F- find this guy, get a statement, oh, whatever. That's okay. probably the bulk of the work, right? It was yeah. not fascinating. But then I used that uh, skill later when I started a company called Trial Films. And, and so Trial Films is based on the idea that when you go to trial, you know, we're talking about something that happened, right? Uh, your stove blew up, your car flipped over, whatever. Well, or your stove flipped over in your car. Blew. Your stove flipped over, and you're right. So something you know, so, something went wrong. You fell off a climbing wall, whatever. Well, and now you're suing somebody because you got hurt. So when you go to court, your fate is in the hands of 12 people who couldn't figure out how to get out of jury duty. All uh, right, this is the unfortunate truth. I know we have a civic obligation, but most people don't want to do it because. In most cases, silly, and you get, you know, 10 bucks an hour and the parking costs 20, right? So, so, so so the idea was if we could make a movie, like a little five minute, you know, uh, America's Most Wanted style. Reenactment of what happened to the client, then we could show that to the jury, and then they would understand. Oh, that's how the pilot light thing works in an oven. Now I understand why it blew up. Oh, that's how belaying works in the climbing gym. That's why when the guy was using the the gri-gri instead of the figure eight, they fell off the wall and broke their spine. But are so judges so,
0: allowing this because
3: it's very so specific. they do yeah no no well. In the beginning, the judges were getting in the middle of it, like, should we let this? You know, this could be prejudicial now. But pretty soon the judges said, look, it's not our job to decide what evidence each side presents. You present what you want. You present what you want. And the jury will figure it out in the middle. But what I realized is that people believe what they see on TV much more than what that lying lawyer or that paid engineer sitting there says. Now, yeah. So uh, anyway, I used my PI background to investigate these cases, figure out what happened, read through ten thousand pages of depositions, write a five-minute script, you know, at a fifth-grade level, and then go out and film that. Uh, and now the jury gets exactly what oh, that's how that firearms accident happened. So I'm actually working on the Baldwin case right now. I'm making a, one of those movies, so I'm working as the plaintiff's expert witness and a I have no idea. Might yeah.
0: be talking to, to me about that. I mean, it's, or there's no gag order.
3: You, yeah, you know, there's no secret there. Yeah. You know, Even if there was a, well, first of all, I'm not Trump, so I don't have a gag order because I don't uh, say nasty things about people who are just trying to do their job. Oh, I do. And, all but yeah, yeah, right. I have a
0: gag reflex that's different. Yeah, right.
3: that's exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, and, and, and for me, the priority is that nobody else should get hurt right? Bad enough that this one bad enough that Alec Baldwin has killed 50% of the people who were ever killed with firearms on set. Well, if there's
0: Eric Hexum, the
3: well, he the shot player. himself, right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh, Brandon Lee, who was killed on the set of the crow.
1: Right. Uh,
3: again, the armor stepped off set, left his wife in charge, you know, and something went wrong. So Gun safety is simple. I don't know if you play with guns at all or, you know, play. Okay. But there's really, there's four rules of gun safety, right? All guns are always loaded. Never point a gun at anything you don't want to destroy. Keep your finger off the trigger until the sights are on the target and be sure of your target and what's beyond. That's it. Those four rules cover everything about gun safety. And you can't hurt somebody accidentally without breaking at least one of those rules. Yeah. So... If you treat the gun like it's not loaded, and you and then you point at someone, and you put your finger on the trigger, and you're pointing it at something that's not the target, you're breaking all the rules, and it's inevitable that someone's going to die if you do that. So,
0: let me let me you ask, know, as, as yeah. Wrap up our conversation with the wonderful Steve Wolf here. Um, I don't know how when you sleep or how you do everything that you manage to. I mean, you've got still the stunt range going. You're still are you still doing effects for movies? or you kind of
3: You know, once in a while, if there's a if I can day play on a movie, you know, hey, we just need to blow up this car when there's whatever. Fine, I'll fly in, I'll do that, I'll be home the same night. But really, uh, working on Team Wildfire is my my hundred percent job. You know, I'm the actually I'm the CEO of the company now, and it's like a real thing. You know, we we've got investors' money; they put a a little over three and a half million dollars into this, so uh and plus this this save this will save a lot of lives but with your
0: the the way your life has gone do you see this still i mean it will still be there in five years but will you have moved on to create some uh, you know is there some other thing that you're sitting up at 4 a.m at the drawing board going you know this is next
3: yeah that's not avoidable rabbi you know it's it's uh some people are wired to just look at the world as a series of problems and feel some sense of obligation or creativity or curiosity to figure out how to solve them. All right, peace so, in the Middle
0: East. You have, to go. You have to show me the rest. map again. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've been talking with the delightful yeah. Sleep Wolf here in the neighborhood. So remember, remember, also, if you want to go to the Stunt Ranch, this is in Austin, is it?
3: Yeah, Stunt Ranch is, is there. Uh, if you want to follow what we're doing at Team Wildfire, it's pretty fascinating. It's We're at uh, teamwildfire.com. And uh, we have a YouTube channel at, uh, you know, youtube.com slash team wildfire. And we post, you know, pretty regularly the the scientific advances as we make them. So when we're testing the mist chamber that puts the mist into the exhaust, right? We, we post that when we're testing different types of foam, different types of retardant, different size jet engines, different size vehicles for getting up the little paths into the trees. Uh, you could you can could kind of follow, follow that journey. And uh, so we're, we're looking forward to deploying these on fires and, you know, s- stopping people from dying, losing their homes, losing their businesses. It's, it's costly and tragic. And I think, like you said, we put a man on the moon, we send probes to space, we go to the bottom of the ocean, we should be able to blow out a fire.
0: Yeah, I mean, somebody smoking a cigarette on an elevator, I'm standing next to them. I've had, you know, deli for lunch, I break wind. How do we stop? the conflagration that ensues when, you know, my air hits the match. And...
3: Right, and that, that is precisely why they banned smoking indoors and on elevators.
0: Because of me. The secondhand
3: explosions from the deli gas.
0: <laughs> it is. Steve Wolf, uh, just an absolutely, one of the best guests absolutely ever. TeamWildfire.com is the website. TeamWildfire.com I, of course, wish you Look, I hope they take your idea next time, you know, next summer in frigging Canada or yeah, or Seattle or wherever and use it and employ it so that we lose 10 acres instead of a thousand acres or whatever. Exactly,
3: you. exactly. Yeah, and it's my, my, it's my plan to turn these things into robots and we send them in to survive the fire and the firemen stay home and live to celebrate the next Hanukkah with their family. Happy Hanukkah coming up tomorrow.
0: Is that your, are you, you have, your last name is Wolf. Are you uh, tribal or what are you?
3: I'm i I'm M.O.T. Uh, Remind me. Member of the tribe, right? Yes! All the the codes, right? I
0: knew I liked you for other reasons besides (laughs) your intelligence and and your good heart and your good things. He's also a yidl. How can you not love him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mishpacha.
0: Thank you so much for being in the day. You're fantastic. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much, Rabbi.
0: Have a good one. Happy holidays to you, too.
3: And to you. Good yontif.
0: Oh my God, Steve Wolf. What a wonderful guy. I mean, just, I could have spent another hour talking to him if uh, if I didn't literally have to break wind and then I'd better get away from here. But boy, oh boy, teamwildfire.com. I am on fire talking to Steve Wolf in the neighborhood and sharing with you in this pre-Hanukkah show. Oh, it's still two weeks away, but whatever. And wishing you a good, good Happy, healthy time. You know, you're seeing these idiots on television. You're seeing them in the colleges. You're seeing them in the... Just, you know, push that out of your mind. Remember that it's still basically good times to be a Jew in America, to be a Jew in the world. So be proud. Stand up. Enjoy it. And when you sit down again, you know, if if you're going to break wind before, you know, until Steve Wolf figures out how to do this, don't go near matches. That's my basic advice. And shalom to you. God
1: damn it. Thank
0: you so much to Rabbi Saul Solomon for doing that interview, for talking with Steve Wolf. Because, man, man, I forgot what just a fabulous guest. Even to the point of that German accent that the guy was doing, I was like, oh my God, what a, you know, probably some genius level IQ stuff going on there with Steve Wolf. And thrilled to have him as a guest on this program. Dave's gone by on this Saturday, December 2nd, 2000. 23. Now, um, I just have not had the time or energy to deal with this, to deal with uh, some issues that we're having with our regular website, davesgoneby.com. However, our Facebook page right there, you're on it, you're watching it, or maybe you're watching this on our YouTube channel after the show because we post all our programs on YouTube on the Dave's Gone By page. Unfortunately, a few dozen of our YouTube Postings over the years have been muted or blocked in various countries, including this one, just because of copyright stuff, of, of songs we play, of music, of copyrighted material, because, do don't figure, it's always been a radio show, and, and it, uh, you go on the radio, you play what you want, and then uh, the artists were thrilled that you were bothering to play it, that more people heard what they were doing. Now it's like, oh no, 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 if you, you play this... You, you are the one who has to pay for it. So whatever. So YouTube is not, uh, we used to have all our archives on YouTube. It's spottier now, but also we barely play any music or recorded material at all in our later shows. So if you go to YouTube, you can find the shows really that we've done for the past three, four years, unbroken and complete, not to mention all the interviews that we've done on the show too. But you can also find our stuff and the best place to find us right now is archive.org. Archive.org. This is a not-for-profit website that gathers uh, information and literature and art and culture and music and stuff from the past, oh, I don't know, 5,000 years. Extant, you know, photos of art as well as books that are in the public domain, old TV and radio shows, Old movies, I mean, it's it's this trove of things that you can find on archive.org. Give it a look because we have a channel there, the Dave's Gone By channel. Every single episode that we've done is on there. Every single interview that we've done is also separately on archive.org. So it's a great place to, um, you know, especially since in the past couple of years, the file quality of what we've been able to upload is better on archive.org than it even is on our regular dave scon by channel uh or, or or website so definitely start with you know, facebook or archive.org if you are into podcasts and you don't mind just hearing the audio and not seeing this this gorgeous face in front of you right go to castbox.fm that's another option for you castbox.fm And this is an audio-only site. It's for people who are on the go, who are at the gym, who are driving, and you want to hear the show. So you download the file. I don't know if it's MP3 or whatever they do, but it's a podcast file. And it's a long podcast. Our shows are two two or three hours, but you can hear it. You can play it. You can listen to it at your leisure just by going to castbox.com. .fm and looking for the dave of Gone By channel. Main thing is there's a ton of ways to find the same material. If you miss an episode, if you want to go back and hear all or part of an older episode, even though our main website is down for the count temporarily, there's tons of places where you can still get the same thing and still find it. It just annoys me sometimes when I look for something on YouTube and I know it's there. I know we had this segment i know we did this interview and i'll google it and it won't even come up and i will literally have to go on youtube first look for it put dave's gone by and then the name of the interviewee and then oh, suddenly there it is like, why it won't come up in the first place when i just did a google search you know I, I don't know i don't know the metrics of these things i wish i did but there you go that's all by way of saying tons of ways in to join this I'm show
2: really the rabbi, is he okay?
0: Remember, oh, the rabbi was just so incredibly thrilled and delighted. Because not only
2: yeah.
0: was Steve Wolf an absolutely amazing interview. Is it okay I have, if I
2: sit against the wall with the pillows
0: Yeah, down? sure. sure. Um, amazing stories to tell. Uh, so smart and so open and honest about Jack of all
2: well, trades, yeah. man, of,
0: man of the world. Turns out he's also Jewish. Who oh, no. Jewish.
2: Jewish. Should the rabbi give him any spiritual guidance?
0: Didn't he? He got more spiritual guidance from, from Whoa, Steve. Oh, you know.
1: that's
2: lovely. So, yeah, yeah,
0: it was a pretty great. Did, pretty did big he thing. mention
2: the pig man at all,
0: or no? No, we didn't did okay, not go there. We didn't go there. But we, we, we talked about, uh, or Rabbi Saul talked about um, the Alec Baldwin trial, because he's, he's sort of I involved didn't know in that. that.
2: Yeah. I'm I lost track. Because about was, firearms, yeah. I thought he was found not, um, not being charged for any of the stuff. Well, I guess there's civil
0: stuff going on, and there's there's other things going on. So, it isn't just a criminal uh, trial.
2: Oh, like for negligence or what? Probably, I'm not, yeah. I'm not following
0: up. Yeah, neither, neither have I quite, whatever. But
2: Why is uh, Saul involved?
0: Saul's not involved. Steve, is, Steve Wolf is, yeah. Oh, what's he he's, doing? He's designing, yeah. So, you should go back and listen to the interview on archive.org or castbox.md. It's not
2: posted now. No, well,
0: it will be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, he is um, <laughs> a brilliant thing. He designs films. Short film, like five minute films for juries.
2: Oh, like reenactment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, am surprised courts allow. Like how do you, what do you? Well, it's also about you know showing how, in this case, guns should be treated, how they're loaded, how what oh, like happens. Oh, like properly and yeah.
2: improperly. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because
0: it's pretty easy to reenact the shooting of the of that director okay, and camera who, person. But like, who, honestly, yeah. who
2: knows about? I mean, I would not know about proper fire. But yeah. well, we did know the guy in the GSA who wouldn't point a potato. He said, "Even with the fake gun, you're taught not never to point at right. a person, right?" That is one of the
0: absolute points. Yeah, no, we, we were in. Um, so it was in Texas years and years ago. Yeah. Was it at Gay Bingo? Was it or what? No, where it, was it,
2: just... a, it was a Gero conference, and we were just at a, like a, a bull. What's the way you ride the mechanical bull? Yes, they a, had the Gillies thing. A, it was like a barbecue joint. Yeah. Yeah?
0: And then there was a guy dressed as a sheriff with a fake gun and a badge. And, oh, yeah. and he, I was there with a potato, a of my, one of my beautiful, wow. here, oh, um, with one of these. Not in costume,
2: though. Yeah, Not he didn't costume. have the
0: wings on. No. And if potato was shot, he'd have the, the angel wings on now. you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, and I said, oh, can we get a shot of you, a camera, a picture of you, pointing, you're you know, shooting at potato as if. And I will well, I won't point the gun at Potato mm-hmm. or anything. He, just, said he,
2: never, he said the first rule of you know, even a fake gun is you never pointed at a person.
0: Yeah. And the idea that he treated Potato yeah,
2: see, but as his, his... Potato had eyes and he was smiling at him, you know. Yeah. He might have been drunk, too, for all we know. Been, yeah. <laughs> he might not have been with the conference at all.
0: That's the only way to get through a gerontological uh, conference hey. is, is half in the bag. No, hey. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not true. In Texas. No, I can't. So... Um, okay, so right, let me uh, see. Every time I, I move, get up, and sit down, like the desk moves in relation to me, and I suddenly I get lower again. There we go. Hello, everybody. So, but, of course, I lean forward and then I lose my headroom. That's better. Anywho, we still oh, have a bunch of. I want stuff.
2: my stand up desk for you to do your show. I'm so happy that I could contribute.
0: <laughs> I'm old school. I just, you know, I believe in an old fashioned, like, wooden desk. That some some No no no, no. Old... that's
2: not the point. The point is is that you were using my stuff yeah. for your own advantage.
0: Well but the thing was you got the you know, I was like, okay, you this is your thing. You wanna You're stand up, walk around it. and do whatever. Um, you know, I prefer old school stuff. I've got a wooden desk in my mm-hmm. office, the kind that, you know, Bart, Bartleby the Scrivener would, would be sitting at and dying, you know, keel over when he's aging in his green ink mm-hmm. and something like that. And you like more modern things and, and practical things. And so this thing goes up and down. I'm like, okay, fine. And then I realize, hey, <laughs> this is a lot easier to do my show here yes. rather than go to my desk and pile Bunyan, books.
2: You couldn't do bunny and watch on your desk. You'd have to like.
0: I yeah. I you'd probably
2: kill yourself. You couldn't. You have to I have see. to stand on oh, yeah. my chair. And then you couldn't do that, yeah. I wonder. That actually. would be dangerous.
0: Don't do it. Yeah, I well, am not today. I'll do never it. never
2: stand on a chair, David. That's bad. You'll if I don't
0: stand, I'll never change a light bulb. But you have to stand on a chair or a ladder. I, I should have asked, or what, you know, Rabbi Saul should have asked Steve. And was like, what is the protocol for standing on a chair to change a light bulb? Yeah. Like, we'll make
2: a film of it, probably. Well, yeah,
0: you yeah, have to have three people turning the chair, you know, and just making sure that you you hold the light bulb carefully. Sure. But anywho, we still have our Colorado limerick of the dam to do, and we have our friends of the neighborhood. But why don't we get to? Joyce and I lived in Greeley, Colorado, for a bunch of years. i
2: hear the noises verbally.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're far away from the things. So we, um, when we were there, and still now, the newspaper of Greeley is the Greeley Tribune.
2: Oh, I'll get. I'll just get the
0: phone call. Oh, we can. Yeah, there you go. Get that ready. Um, well, I, I, don't if, I don't think we have any alerts. You have do. to do the alerts, will Yeah, so we, I don't think we have any today. We you did... Know,
2: eighth know, 8th and 8th? Eighth? Not, not, you know, 8th yeah. and 8th, which is the vortex of all things unusual, has not had a shout-out in a couple months.
0: I think we have one coming up, but not today. Mm-hmm. So there it's is eighth. an 8th and 8th. That's,
2: that's the jam.
0: Yeah, 8th and 8th. Yeah. What she's talking about is that 8th Avenue and 8th Street in Greeley, Colorado, is this sort of... Bermuda Triangle vortex from whence nothing ever emerges the same. It's the black hole of northern Colorado, if you will, where all strange things occur. But we have other strange pieces of news that were real, that are phone calls that come into the police department in Evans and Greeley and other parts of northern Colorado. They go into a column that is in the Greeley Trib Um, that is now being put together by someone named Chris Bolin so we thank Chris very very much for doing this because it's intentionally funny these are real calls real things but they put them in the paper because it's like I can't believe they called the police about this or that really is ridiculous so ladies and gentlemen we put them together in a segment that we call here in the neighborhood really crimes and old times Got Da-da-da. we, Ladies and gentlemen, the Greeley Times we have for you today. So these, you know, someone called the Greeley, Colorado Police Department to tell them stuff. For example, a caller at a park, wait. Oh, I thought the phone was broken. Frozen. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, still need to have that looked at. A caller at a park near Bolsom Avenue Ooh, I'm
1: pretty...
0: said a man was driving back and forth from one end of the park to the other. Okay. The man told police he was just getting off work and was catching Pokemon before he went to bed.
2: Oh,
0: good. Remember that thing where people were? Yeah, che- yeah,
2: yeah, I thought that was done over. with. It wasn't
0: Pokemon though. It was something else that they were doing. Uh, it was like I think it was Pokemon. It was, yeah, it was was some Pokemon. Japanese yeah, game yeah. thing. They were looking for yeah. an Easter egg. And it was Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's still this guy is like trying to Maybe find. He was
2: on a really long night shift, and he it was like ten years ago that he finished.
0: <laughs> yeah. I hope, he, I hope the guy got his yeah, Pokemon. The better to chase Pokemon. Maybe that puts him to sleep, you know? Yeah. Unless Pokemon was a nine-year-old boy who was hoping to molest. I hope. He was like, here, here, little Pokey. Come on, i got some candy for you. Anyway, that's, that's where my mind goes. A caller on 2nd Street reported seeing a man urinating outside his residence. <laughs> And by the way, they're not clear here. I, I hate the pronoun thing here, because I'm not sure if it's well, urinating outside his residence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it the caller's residence? Uh, or is it the guy who's peeing's right? I assume
2: it's the caller's because I'm why not... would he care? You could pee on your own property. I mean
0: um, I don't Well know. can you? I, that's still indecent exposure. Well here's the deal. It was not the first time she saw it happen. Whoa. So I uh, yeah. Now they're dating. <laughs> ah, that's right. Well, she got a look at the merchandise. She's like, "If he can do that, mm-hmm. anywho." A caller on 40th Avenue. This is this is. A, found what on her roof? Um,
2: chicken.
0: You're in the you're absolutely right, a family. A
2: goat, a raccoon, a marmot, a peacock. A... I
0: don't know, an owl? A dead owl. Mm -hmm. A dead owl on her roof. I wanted to know what to do with it. (laughs) Owl souffle. Yeah, or I'm a pasta owl dente. Oh. Okay, pasta uh, owl dente. Mr. Peabody. Yeah. I, I mean, when I hear a story like this about a dead owl, I always wonder who?
1: Well, you better give a hoot.
0: Oh! Yes, yes. Um, I, what, what, if you were a cop, what would you say? Just, what would you do with I a dead think owl? you're just supposed to throw it in the garbage. Yeah.
2: Is it in danger? I don't
0: know. Well, it's already dead. There's yeah, nothing you can do with you it. You gotta
2: know. just put it in the garbage.
0: Grab the shovel, you know, launch it down on the lawn, and then, and then you,
2: you know. but This is what confuses me. How see? do you see a dead owl on your roof? She has a drone?
0: Well, in the, she found a dead owl. So I imagine she went onto her roof. Maybe it's an apartment uh, complex or something. or oh, maybe Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe it rolled onto the, you know, the gutter people were there. And it's like, you got leaves, <laughs> and you got your smush, you know, soot here, and you got some, uh, like, oh, oh, there's a dead owl. <laughs> That's what's blocking your storm train. Mm. Is, is, uh, has your, your water been tasting owlish lately?
1: <laughs>
0: now, a caller on, th- speaking of animals, a caller on 13th Street <laughs> said that a turkey... Jumped in the back of his truck. Wow. And the caller was unsure whether the turkey was domesticated.
2: I don't think so
0: if it jumped in the back of his truck. Yeah. Aside from that, who are, how many pet turkeys do people have? Oh. Like, I mean, around Thanksgiving, there's going to be turkeys. That, that bird was making a getaway. <laughs> it was the middle of November. <laughs> turkey's like, just fucking drive. <laughs> I'll tell you where we're going. That's time. Right. Oh, shit. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Duck! No ducks, no no no, no just turkeys. Right? <laughs> Keep driving. Like,
2: if he was trying to get away. I, uh,
0: wouldn't I would, you? I would. If I was the turkey, I would be doing it. Uh, a caller on now. This is not Eighth and Eighth, but it is Eighth Avenue. A caller on Eighth Avenue said a man was walking around carrying a large weapon, mm. Mm. possibly possibly a hatchet. <laughs> How can
2: you not know?
0: If it was a hatchet or uh, it, w- it was either a hatchet or a bow and arrow. i could not sure it just... was
2: the golf club. I'm yeah. Not sure.
0: yeah, right? Um, he wasn't threatening anybody, okay. but the caller was concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hatchet man, walking around the streets all sharp and scary. That could be a
2: problem. It could be. Especially if he's looking
0: for Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. or, he, or he had a novel he wanted to be published by Hatchet. I know, I know. Sorry about that. Yep, yep. Now there's a caller on 26th Avenue. Well, by the way, it's a little bit after eleven o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, here in the neighborhood. You're watching or as
2: you call it almost T minus thirty, it's a mission. <laughs> barbecue.
0: Mission. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> 920th episode of Dave's Gone By. We're calling it Rabbi Saul. Rabbi Saul Solomon meets the wolf man, uh, in honor of our, our guest. But we're doing Greeley Times here with some criminality, including a caller who saw a silver SUV, wow. and I, you know what, I've almost done this, driving down the road with the gas nozzle and hose still oh. connected.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I've, I've actually driven away with, there was one time when I pulled up to the tank,
1: yeah.
0: I turned the thing, and then the, the thing was broken. It was like, it turned out it had signs yeah. that said, this pump not working, all the other pumps were Busy. Being busy, says so, uh, the hell with it. know, you picked it up, and I
2: said, "Why is the gas cap off?" Yeah,
0: yeah. and so it's just like, "Oh shit!" I drove. Now I didn't drive away with pump. the pump yeah. in the car, but I can totally see people distracted. People are distracted. It's like yeah. when
2: they drive off with the coffee or the groceries on the hood, on the roof of the car. Yeah.
0: But I do also wonder if it's like a Polish driver. Who, if I leave the hose in, there's always going to be gas. <laughs> no.
2: <I>
0: mean... <laughs> you think no? Doesn't work like that, huh?
2: I think it's somebody who just was like, I'm late,
0: and I gotta get to where yeah. I'm going. I paid for it. I'm done. Let me just go. I know, I know. And, yeah. You know, because you know, our car is—it's actually a small tank. It's like 15 gallons yeah. total. But I see these SUVs. I see these things, and you know, they set. The, I don't know how they do this, where you don't have to keep holding yeah, yeah. it. They, they set some it, yeah. contraption, and they're probably doing like a 30 gallon. It's just like, and mm, 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 they're filling this giant <laughs> thing. Yeah, he
2: was chasing Pokemon. But,
0: Now, oh, we're back to animals. A caller on Twenty First Street said he was attacked by a stray cat that was hanging out outside. Caller said, "Quote, well, scratched him up pretty good."
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good description. Cats are. Yeah. Uh, my mom's friend had lupus and it got scratched by the cat.
0: It made her really sick. Well, yeah, her, she got an infection yeah, from she got really sick. Cat. Yeah. cat scratch fever. <sniffs> cat scratch fever. Anyway, now again, oh again, we don't have an eighth and eighth, but we do have something from Eighth Avenue. Another thing from Eighth okay. Avenue. Caller on Eighth Avenue. A so, man was walking around completely naked. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed drunk.
1: <laughs> and he was
0: just, quote, leaning up against the building. As long as he wasn't rubbing up against the building, I think we're OK. He forgot, he forgot his number that, that could absolutely happen. It does happen. Now, here's what happens uh, very often on Greeley Times here on Dave's Gone By. We take a moment and we step away from northern Colorado. So far afield. Far afield, mm-hmm. to give you a story, an I mean, odd... Didn't you yeah. want to be
2: more international, more cosmopolitan? Yes.
0: Yeah. Not, not just stuck in this little part oh. of Colorado or Maryland or, or New York, but mm-hmm. going elsewhere for a weird, true story. And, and this is perfect because we were also talking about um, the environment and stopping wildfires and global warming with Steve Wolf. So this is an appropriate story that comes to us all the way from India, who do you think was nominated for a Grammy Award, kind of, this past year? This year, as I was
2: Was it Madruga, the goddess?
0: Oh, no, that'd be great. No, mm-hmm. no, real per- person. David Lefkowitz? Oh, I follow your me. The play
2: was in Chennai. This is true. Yeah.
0: But he didn't get a Grammy or, or, or anything. I don't know who. The Grammy Award is a music award, oh, of I didn't course. Know that. No, nominated for a Grammy Award this year. Was uh, it
2: you for your uh, air drum playing? Air drumstick
0: playing? no? Should have been. You gotta practice. I it. think I didn't I submit uh, early enough in the process. I missed the deadline on that. Okay. No. Um, a Grammy nominee <laughs> for this year is a song where some of the the actual lyrics and, and mm-hmm. stuff is done by India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi. <laughs>
2: I love it.
0: And the beautiful part of it is that... The song deals with Modi promoting the consumption of millet. What? That's the song? This is this is Modi's speeches. It, it's a, the song, song, the song, is called "Abundance in Millets." Oh, I
2: love it. That's really hot. Yeah, that's really. I'm sure I can see why that won a Grammy. That's like you know
0: by the songwriter.
2: Everybody's is... talking about millet. Come on. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't they? Yeah.
0: I don't remember that way before their time, I guess, or ahead of their time. Millet, Vanillet, when they were when they were doing their music. Don't don't reach for a noise on that. You know that was good. You know, no. Girl, you know
2: it's true.
0: Abundance in millets is a song by Falu and Gaurav Shah, and here's how the the prime ministers evolved. They he, took.
2: Did he, did he know he was doing it, or did he?
0: He, well, here's the They he just steals. sampled him.
2: They, they sampled
0: him. They uh, featured excerpts from the prime minister's speeches. <coughs> 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 you
2: have yeah. the approval?
0: Um, I don't think they need to. I think it's public, whatever. Oh. So they took his speeches and you know cut them up a little bit. And in the speeches, Modi mm-hmm. extols the virtue of millet grain. Wow. is it mean
2: millet like quinoa?
0: It's, it's in that family. I like quinoa a lot. Yeah. I can understand why he likes it. I like quinoa. And here's the deal. India is the world's largest producer and second largest oh. exporter of this gluten-free oh. grain, which is why we're talking quinoa. So who gets it?
2: Who, who imports it?
0: Who t- Every other country. Okay. Right? And that probably. one's millet. Well,
2: probably it's like a filler in a lot of food,
0: I'm sure. And it's fine. It's a grain. Yeah. right? And it can grow on marginal land with limited water. So that's the idea. Instead of throwing all this water and stuff at wheat and bulgur. Yeah. Um, in the song, Falu and, Shah, uh, Falu and Gaurav Shah sing, Millets are a wonder, they sing. What if we could change the world? And I swear to you, this tune is Grammy nominated for best global music performance Along, people like uh, along with Nigeria's Burna Boy, who I've actually heard of because kids in my class, and Mexico's Silvana Estrada. Now, here's some more information about this song. If you haven't, amazingly enough, if you haven't heard it, if it didn't come up on your Spotify playlist along the uh, the Hackney Diamonds album and the, the new Beatles song, um, abundance and millets. It was Modi's idea, a way to promote alleviating poverty and hunger. And and 73-year-old Modi has called the tune, so he knows about it, and he's all for it. He called the tune, quote, very creative, and he hopes that, quote, it will inspire more people to embrace millets for, he- for healthy living. Huh? Huh? So, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Grammy-nominated prime minister. I would be
2: afraid, like, if I were those
0: why? Um,
2: uh, what do you call them? Those song makers? Yeah. Because, like, you know, that's controversial to work with politicians and such.
0: Right? Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, yeah, but th- this is, I mean, you can't get more inoffensive and say, hey, everybody, we should be planting more and eating more of this grain because it's easy. It grows in barely arable land, you know. Let's end World oh, so Hunter. We can sure plant this stuff what in... What's the
2: problem with it? Why don't people eat it? Why, why is there this hesitancy?
0: I don't know. I guess people should eat more of it instead of wanting Oh, rice, wheat. maybe and rice, rice yeah. yeah, gluten. Well, rice, I'm sure, is incredibly plentiful in places like Vietnam and Thailand. Mm-hmm. But in places like Africa, where kids have flies buzzing around their heads and, and giant kwashiorkor or bellies, and they can say, hey, here's two drops of water. You can grow some millet. Maybe it'll work, you know? Oh, of course, it's an overgeneralization. That's what comedians do. We overgeneralize, you know. I'm overgeneralizing If they and if they would serve a little bit of millet with my prime rib at Mission Barbecue, I would try it. I would not eat
2: it. It's too healthy.
0: No, you know, no, no. I mean, every time, except once, I've tried quinoa. I love quinoa. And to me, it's like eating the, like the little bee pellets that you put. No, in when you're... if you make quinoa, I used to make
2: it with the feta, quinoa, or quinoa and peanut butter and hot
0: sauce. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Not my thing, but I had quinoa in something a few weeks ago <laughs> from some restaurant.
2: It was yeah, yummy. You have quinoa when I get the quinoa veggie wrap. You like Yes.
0: It. Mm-hmm. It? So you, if you disguise things with other things, I mean, if you just give me a bowl of, like, boy boiled quinoa, and even with salt on I'm like, what? The, you know, I'm, I'm eating like you know, plastic bowls here. Uh, but but if you put it and you disguise it with ketchup or whatever the hell you put in there and, and other things, you roll it and stuff and it becomes, as you say, a filler. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, ooh, I'm yeah. eating, I'm happy little eating bowls. I hummus and quinoa
2: would be good. I liked it with, um, Teresa used to put feta, we used to make it with yeah, feta or like we used of. to put some peanut butter. It was good.
0: Peanut butter and quinoa. I just
2: don't. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it's weird, but you
0: gotta. I put hot sauce in. Hot sauce and peanut. Pino- I get that. Yeah. I totally. I totally get that. Um, and yeah, I miss. I miss Thai food with peanut sauce. The skewer yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I do miss. It. Anyway, anyway, we're doing grilly times here. On, you can see I'm getting hungry, folks. I'm starting to think about my prime rib. <laughs> You're foodies. Instead, instead, of a corn muffin, they should do a quinoa muffin. A king corn muffin. That I would don't be all right. No,
2: people are going to rib joint. Don't want a quinoa muffin. <laughs> I mean, I think these are two—it yeah. could be overlapping populations, but I think the overlap is quite small. I Point, think yeah. people would go to, like, Pete's for a quinoa muffin, or Mom's, or Whole Foods, or mm. even Weggies, you know, Wegmans. But I think a quinoa muffin would not be the draw for a barbecue joint
0: Yeah, but they, they're throwing it in free anyway with your meal. You might as well. Uh, when they're not getting the salted like caramel— their, they like
2: their—a um, lot of people talk about their—
0: Corn nut, cornbread, they like it. Oh, so that is what they put with it. It's yeah. good, but you know, no, I'm not there for the friggin' corn. I'd rather, you know, pay a little more and have french fries and then, yeah. but that's just me. Just... You're back on food, honey. I am back. I am back on food. Mission Barbara. Okay, let's finish up Grilly Times, do a couple of more bits from Coplog mm-hmm. in the Grilly Tribune, and then we'll, uh, I we'll go on with more of the program. So, um, getting back to CopBot here. Where is it? Where it go? Ah, sorry about this. Okay. A caller. Oh, and this is rather interesting on um, concerning the week when we had to have our, um, our HVAC system recalibrated and put a new motherboard or motorboard, whatever the hell they call it, control board on our HVAC system. So check out this one. A caller on Twenty Fourth Street said that their downstairs neighbor. Oh, thank yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, downstairs neighbors have control of the thermostat, Ooh. and they're intentionally making the upstairs apartment too hot. Ooh, baby! That's that's passive-aggressive control right there. It's
2: called open
0: a window. Yeah, and, and it's also called. I'll bet their yeah, downstairs rises, is comfortable to cool. Rises, yeah. yeah, and and you know it's 68 downstairs. And seventy-seven upstairs, and there's nothing really. To... It would be worse, David,
2: if they made it too cold, and then they would be.
0: Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that would suck. But I do remember when I was living in um, living in Manhattan for like a year or, or so, mm-hmm. and we had that apartment on Carmine Street, mm-hmm. and it was sort of like in the middle of winter. We didn't have an so issue with cold. Yeah, the, so we, I, I had a yeah. small little room carved yeah, out in yeah. the middle of a railroad flat, with a radiator. And when that radio would come on up, I'm like, Jesus. So I literally opened yeah. the crack in my window on a 20-degree yeah, day yeah. just to, like, be kind. of was comfortable. You know, the, 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 yeah, it yeah. was actually very pleasant. But without that window open, I, I would have been just brutal. But anyway, um, let's do another one. A caller on 24th Avenue reported a group of about four preteens or teens— who were being very loud and smashing pumpkins. Oh, the band? I mean, Billy Corgan oh. was there, yeah, right, yeah. So the caller wanted of officers to tell them to stop, clean up their mess, and quiet down, Amen. and get off my lawn, and, lawn, and get Billy Corgan yeah. off my lawn too.
2: Yeah, it's a free concert,
0: I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Ah, there are other bands I'd rather hear than smashing pumpkins, but okay. Um, and finally, oh no, two more, two more, two more. A caller on 16th Street said she kept getting repeated calls from the jail. Ooh. She didn't know which jail yeah. or who was calling, but she was concerned by the amount of calls she was receiving.
2: They just probably are dialing and trying to remember a number wrong.
0: Or something like that. But, you know, if you get the wrong, they're done the same number over and over again. Or maybe they, they probably, have a... So usually
2: I see all the TV shows. They call and say, you have a, a call, a collect call from... Something oh do. yeah, from, it could have been a fake thing, but it could also be like if you get arrested and you don't remember. I wouldn't remember phone numbers. They might be misremembering the number wrong and oh, keep, you know, trying to trying, that, yeah. trying to get the right number. I mean,
0: well, that, you have a call from, but when they say the prison, I don't know. Maybe
1: from from maybe the crutchel scammer.
2: Or it could have been a scammer. Maybe that's why oh. she was worried. It could have been like a scammer.
1: Right,
0: because they would be sometimes would be collect calls, yeah, so you give your, your credit card. card. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I wonder. Well, that wasn't funny, but this one might be. Since we, we talked before about a dead owl and a stray cat that was scratching things, now a caller on 43rd Avenue found a, a dead squirrel in front of her house. Front of her house, mm-hmm. dispatch told her she could put it in her trash, mm-hmm. but she asked quote, for someone to take care of it instead.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs>
0: well, wouldn't you? If you were like 80 years old and you had a dead animal in front. One should kind of want to call like, the police. Yeah, and... I would
2: love. I would love anyone to do that in general. I think I, that's great.
0: Because yeah. it's a hard, it's an awful thing to have to clean up a dead. They could get
2: it. Uh, yeah.
0: What she needs to do is she needs to call our backyard fox. Oh God. That happened this week. I forgot. Oh, I didn't get to this. Where you know it was early in the week. Joyce and I uh, were upstairs, and we have nice windows outside our our. Upstairs bathroom and, and my office and Joyce's window faces front. I face towards the back, and it's always a delight for me to see the, the creatures. Mm-hmm. So lots of bunnies at a certain time of the year. Uh, for a, every once in a while, we'll see our groundhog before he goes under our little shed mm-hmm. out in the backyard. Birds love looking at the birds. Love, you know. I, I just love seeing the creatures. And deer, you know, and and watching deer suddenly galumph into oh, our yard. Sue
2: just gave us and said it was a low visibility advisory
0: alert. Oh, oh in terms of weather right now? Yeah. Um, and, and especially recently, foxes. We have one or two foxes that have been around for a bit. One was lame for a bit, and now he's walking a lot better. They, they do. You understand why women have foxtail coats. They're beautiful. Because you see the, the, the sweet little fox faces and these beautiful tails that they have. And then you just sort of see them. One time, I saw them curled up for a nap, all the way in the backyard, and then it was it was so delightful. While I'm working, you know, having a little eye on him, and that was the day our gardeners came, and we you were know, their big mowers, like chasing our chasing our fox away. Fox eating rabbit. But, but the other eh, the other day, a couple of days ago, I'm looking out in the yard. I said, oh, Foxy Loxy is here. Foxy's back. Hey, because I'm seeing him almost every day now. And I look at him. And I said, he has an apple in his mouth. <laughs> that's the only one I can show. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Here. That's fine. You want to see the ears? Yeah, yeah I'm, here, I'll, I'll show this. So this represents kind of what we think happened. Yeah, we don't really know the phone. He had like a, this bright, it's almost like a tomato color.
2: That was the head. Bright
0: red tomato in his mouth. I'm like, where did he get an apple or a tomato like that? Good for him, Foxy. And then I noticed fur. dragging underneath, like, a fur body. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, Let wow. Let me ask if
2: they eat squirrels. Let me ask if they eat They
0: do. Eat. So I think I he had know. a squirrel. And considering the way our squirrel, uh, many squirrels, destroyed our bird feeder earlier in the year.
2: Do fox eat squirrels?
0: So it could have been the thing was we're so assume, used to assume that he was got after a rabbit, but the body and the color of that animal that the fox was holding could absolutely have been a squirrel. I think that, and, and I see. It looks like
2: it. It looks like this video.
0: I almost, I you know what I I want to see it. Um, you can tell me if it looks closer to like what you saw. Yeah. When um, you saw the fox dragon the thing. Oh,
2: it's Is it more common for a fox to eat a rabbit or a squirrel? Or of Nick cave.
1: Oh, that that is weird.
2: Is it more common for a fox to eat a rabbit or squirrel? It's hard to say. But what animal do foxes eat the most? It says mice, bulls, rabbits.
0: Shit. So we're hoping it wasn't a rabbit, because I love bunnies and bunnies are really cute. I don't mind so much squirrels. Maybe because I grew up you know, squirrels were nothing new to me. We had them in Brooklyn, we had it them says in Long that Island. The thing is yeah.
2: um well, well. is that squirrels can climb trees while rabbits can't. That's the disadvantage of being a rabbit. Mm. The squirrels can run up the tree.
0: But the day before I did see a fox chasing after a squirrel. Oh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, I saw okay, our, so our background. Like, had... uh, a squirrel was kind of had the lead. It you know, was, was getting away from it. So
2: we don't know the outcome.
0: So it could very well be that ultimately the fox Got caught that squirrel, mm-hmm. went to, went through its head, and went tom tom tom, because it was just like little like a pulpy bloody mess of head in the fox's fox's mouth with fur hanging down. But because it was gray fur you rather than bunny colors. But you wouldn't
2: think, honest to God, that a fox could do that. Like you said, they look so much like a dog. They look so cute like a wolf. But these things are real predators.
0: They're animals. Animals are animals. Yeah, but and, our, <clears throat> our
2: neighbors leave the dogs out in the pen. I'm worried. Little baby, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, small. I, but...
0: Man. man, And See, yesterday, I'm I mean, also I wonder if he did the work alone. Because yesterday, it was the first time I've ever seen both foxes together. Like <laughs> the, the Boy, no, they, girl, fox, or the, yeah. I've
2: never seen them together. So it could
0: be gang stuff. It could be the Gambinos. I, I know. wonder. Yeah, so or, or I'm gonna ask
2: you, foxes.
0: Well, no, no. you know what? Check Fox News. Okay, Fox. Fox joke there. Fox. I don't know why your Google search is black.
2: Look at that. Yeah. I,
0: my phone. My phone has a life of its own. It's my to it it turns black when it feels like it. It it dials things when it feels why like it. Why do
2: foxes travel together during the day? They
0: don't. Well, they were kind of roaming around, uh, going by our shed and stuff. Uh, yeah, what's it saying not
2: unusual to see them during the day. does foxes hunt alone and live together in pairs or
0: groups. Well, there, yeah, there's probably a, a family. It was his mm-hmm. girlfriend, his wife, his whatever, his whore. It's uh, <laughs> his thing. And by the way, let me ask you this question, dear. Or, or you can ask me, do foxes like chocolate syrup? Ask me the question. You bet. It says the way you can tell a male from a female is the males have thicker muzzles than the females. Hmm. I'm not going to get up close enough to ever figure out if they do have thicker muscles and stuff. It One means- look bigger than the other, a bit. I'm what else sure. can you have there about foxes? No, I'm just
2: looking. Is fox poo harmful to humans?
0: What, is, what does fox poo look like? We must have it.
2: Can a fox smell you? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Smell and hear you. Does human urine get rid of foxes?
0: Human what? Urine. Oh, does it? Yeah. It also gets rid of your neighbors. Maybe that's why
2: the guy was peeing in his yard.
0: That's it. He said, oh, it says the best fox repellent there is. Yeah. It's also the best girlfriend repellent there is. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think that covers it. I think that my friends, is Greeley Times. Mr.
3: Horace Greeley was no fool. I'm sure that you'll agree with me that Greeley was no fool.
1: What he is getting and is that Mr. Greeley was
3: no fool. Yippee-eye.
2: Yippee-eye. Yippee-eye. Yippee-eye.
1: yippee-eye, yippee-eye, yippee-eye.
0: Exciting stuff here on Dave's Gone By, where we're coming up in a couple of minutes on 1130 Eastern Time in the neighborhood on our 920th episode of the show. We've been calling it Rabbi Sal Solomon Meets the Wolfman in honor of our guest, the wonderful Steve Wolf. For more about him, please, please check out his website, teamwildfire.com to see all, all the stuff that he's doing in creating this this pyrotechnics and ways oh, that pyrotechnics can maybe put out really big fires and forest fires and things anyway steve wolf is is an old friend of the neighborhood he was on the show thank
2: goodness he's not steve fox
0: oh uh, yeah well no, thank goodness he's not steve squirrel or bunny or bunny Aww. anyway anyway so he's been a friend of the neighborhood since 2000 i think and 12 when he was last on the show. If you want to go find and listen to our old interview, because it was audio only, we were radio back then. But yeah, you, you can. Just go to YouTube or go to um, archive.org, look for Steve Wolf, and Dave's gone by, you'll find it. So he's a friend of the neighborhood of longstanding. And we like to tell you about other folks who have been on this program in the many months and years that we have been on the air since 2002. We call these the Friends of the
1: Daverhood.
0: So for example, and well, and, and I had no idea about this, I gotta give a, what Rabbi Saul would call a refuah shlema, a complete and healthy recovery to the legendary local New Jersey broadcaster, Uncle Floyd Vivino. What
1: happened?
0: I had uh, no idea any, about any of this. But in 2022, he developed a very severe case of COVID. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Bad, bad COVID. And, you know, like he was driving on the road, cops pulled him over. They realized he wasn't drunk. He was just, he could barely get out of the car suddenly. Uh, and they bring him to the hospital. Yeah. And while he's being treated for COVID, They discover he's got cancer. So he was dealing with that, getting over it, doing okay. And then in 2023, this year, he had a stroke. But apparently he is expected to make a full recovery. Kind of like my friend, Richard Richmond Shepherd, who who had a stroke in his seventies and and lived through it. But not not a great time for Uncle Floyd. Yeah, so. And as much as I had my issues with Uncle Floyd in terms of being a real ping in the ass when I wanted to put his archive on our on our thing and not wanting, you know, like the interview we did to suddenly be on the air in perpetuity or on the website in perpetuity or use this picture or that picture. I'm like, well, People Just,
2: control their image.
0: We know that. I know. But I mean, it's frigging Uncle Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> uh But still, but still, wishing him absolutely uh, give, gives me great memories of coming home you know, during high school and college, 4:30 in the afternoon, I think it was, popping on, you know, channel 68 on UHF, and there he was, and there he is with Scott Gordon and, you know, Charlie Stoddard and and uh, Artie Delmar uh, and Looney Skip Rumi, and watching this ridiculous program, you know, while doing my homework, it was it, good times, and so I wish more good times for Uncle Floyd. uh Judy Collins. A friend of the neighborhood. She she's a double friend of the show. She was on twice, and on Saturday you can see her in Manhattan at Town Hall. She'll be taking part in a John Lennon tribute theater within benefit. Um, oh, wow, that's funny, Yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. So yeah, go go see yeah, Judy. The one yeah. legendary Judy Collins. She's in her 80s and still singing. And then the same day, Sally Mays mm-hmm. is doing a show Bradley called May, Sally. Like... Yeah, Sally Mays. Yeah. Broadway actress and singer. Now and then, the teaser, is the name of her show that she's doing at Green Room 42 in Manhattan. Now, if you're not in New York, on the, maybe you're in New Jersey. God help you, but maybe you are in New Jersey. And you can see Neil Berg's Piano Men 3 at the Glen Rock Community Church in Glen Rock, New Jersey. That's Neil Berg's, okay, so he's, he's playing tribute to people like, I guess, uh, Elton John, and some of the other great pop piano players, go see him, Neil Berg, this Saturday evening. Or, and or, if you're a homebody, or once you get home from these things, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, on New York's WABC Radio, you can hear Tony Orlando Uh, doing his uh, weekly show. He's got a a program uh, that he's uh, doing. This Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern. I don't know know if it's on every... Yeah, Listen. I do. <laughs> Three Tony Orlando. That Tony Orlando. He's still what doing. Stay got a radio show.
2: What hmm? happened to Dawn? Did
0: with them? I don't know if Dawn is still alive or if, uh, if the sun has set on Dawn. Oh, that's harmful. <laughs> or if they're washing dishes, which would really be most appropriate. That would make sense. Yeah. Right? Uh, but uh, but Tony Orlando's still going strong. And that would have been
2: a good endorsement.
0: Right for Dawn dishwashing, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, you know that just dawned on me. Okay, <laughs> get ha a little. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, on Monday, Monday, Hershey Felder is doing his show George Gershwin Alone as a benefit for the Entertainment Community Fund. That is happening at Town Hall in Manhattan. So you know, Hershey Felder. All during the pandemic he was doing these things about these composers and, and um you know their life stories and playing the piano he's going to be doing george gershwin alone which he did on broadway i think i'm sure gonna be
2: very popular yeah that well, music is very popular
0: well it's, it's, he plays rhapsody in blue from mm-hmm. beginning to end so go see george gershwin alone this monday night at town hall and then on tuesday the fifth jeff harner with special guest katie sullivan they're doing a ho- holiday show at 54 Below. So those two folks are our double friends of the neighborhood. And then on Tuesday, same night, directing Santa Claire. I don't know who that is, but she's a singer. Santa Claire at Green Room 42 is 94, I think she is, year old, Marilyn May. Nice. Indefatigable, is this that, woman. Is
2: that the cabaret one that um, friendy
0: like? Well, no. Oh, um... Friendy liked a woman named Baby Jane Dexter, oh, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: who passed uh, about three years ago. She was a guest on this show, but yeah, know we lost Baby Jane. But we still have Marilyn May, and she is directing Santa Clara at Green Room 42. Michael Colby is hosting the Winter Rhythms Cabaret Series at Urban Stages. It happens every year, and look at listen to how many friends of the neighborhood okay, are taking I, part. The whole, the whole cast, just about. Well, a lot of them. Michael um, Colby himself, wow. Karen Akers, oh, wow. Jeff Harner,
1: yeah.
0: Mark Nadler, mm-hmm. Katie Sullivan, Steve Ross, and appearing on video, mm-hmm. Andrea Marcovici and Tova Felci.
2: Everybody.
0: The whole world who has been on this program is going to be at Winter Rhythms at Urban Stages over on West 30th Street. Uh, that is starting on December 6th. And, oh, honey, how's your head? Are, is your head okay? Because we do have an alert. You
3: can do it. We have an alert!
0: alert? Oh, Austin It's an Austin Pendleton alert! We could
2: have one every
0: week, Well, no, he's been, it's been quiet on the Austin Pendleton front for a couple of weeks. But he's back. He is directing... Our friend of the neighborhood, uh, Daphne Rubin Baker, in a revival of Tennessee Williams' play Night of the Iguana that they're doing over at 480 West 42nd oh, that Street. Really good. That's way down Theater Row there. Um, so, yeah, Austin Pendleton getting to direct some Tennessee Williams there. Yeah, he doesn't get any work, so that's good. I know, right? Well, God, God bless him because he goes, he, he gets a decent paycheck acting on Broadway. I don't know how much TV work he still gets, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, And and then he goes and directs off-Broadway and and, and appears in an off-off-Broadway show. He just wants to do what he wants to do in theater and cabaret. So, the wonderful Austin Pendleton, who was a lovely guest, by the way, on the show. Anyway, that starts on Wednesday and runs through almost the end of December, um, uh, Night night of the Iguana. Now, we mentioned Hershey Felder. He's in town. He usually lives in Italy, I think, with his... his, his, Wife, uh, who's a high-level government person there, but Hershey Felder is in Monsieur Chopin. So we talked about George Gershwin alone that he's doing as a benefit, yeah. but he's going to be doing his new show, Monsieur Chopin, at Fifty Nine E Fifty Nine theaters, running now through towards the end of December. Oh, I'm sorry, the the the, um, the Guana is running through late February. That's going through February. A
1: long time. Yeah,
0: but Monsieur Chopin is happening just. Through December 24th. On Broadway, Lillian, Lillian, yes, White is in Hadestown. Stuart Zagnett is in Harmony. Alan Mencken's music is heard in both Aladdin and Off Broadway's Little Shop of Horrors. Seth Beeson Hirsch hosts Seth's Talent Showcase. That's on Tuesday nights at Don't Tell Mama. And then Eric Comstock. Oh, oh my God, I've got Led Zeppelin accidentally playing in the background. i problem, probably mute this show. Ah, let's go back to Beethoven, shall we? Thank you. Loethe? Much better. Um, after Zagnan. After Zagnan, oh, we we got to Eric Comstock and Barbara Fasano at Birdland on Saturday evenings. And then Monday evenings at Birdland, Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks. Monday nights at Birdland, Jim Caruso's cast party, birdlandjazz.com for your tickets. And then I um, want to remind you, of course, stagebuggy.com is a marvelous website put together by our friend Evan Seplow. Reach out to Evan. I know, I know, he's such a great guy. Wish
2: him happy
0: holidays. No, I will. You uh, I, yeah, I, I must. Also, oh, Jeff Goodman, a call. Too. Oh, yeah, he
2: sent us snazzy pictures and all fancy.
0: Vicki Quaddy, um, you know, she often appears on our quizzes. She is doing late night catechism, and I think she's already on to now. Christmas bingo at the, the Greenhouse Theater in Chicago. Go get your tickets at nunsforfun.com. Shout out to David Sheward, who reviews theater for Togeltheater.com, TheaterLife.com, and CulturalDaily.com, and to Leslie Hoban Blake, who is co starring with Charlie Gross in the Theater Review TV show Two on the Isle. And those, my friends, are the friends of the neighborhood. What song is that <laughs> uh, a little bit of Beethoven there? and I'm thanking all these wonderful people who've been on the program. Thank you also to Rabbi Saul Solomon. Well, yeah. <coughs> Rabbi Saul has been with us since our very first episode. Find out more about him. I don't
2: think you could ever get rid of him. He seems, I don't think he knows the. So You know the person who doesn't
0: take social cues, I think that's He grows like a fungus. He doesn't
2: take any social cue. Not
0: not at all, not at all. But if you want to find out more about him, go to his website, shalomdammit.com, and that is where you can read and hear his rabbinical reflections. You can also watch his TV show that he did years ago, and even his stage show, Shalom Dammit, an evening with Rabbi Saul Solomon, all at shalomdammit.com dot com. Do check him out. Uh, anyway, so those are the friends of the neighborhood, high level, wonderful people. I mean, you know, Hershey Felder playing classical piano, and these cabaret legends who are playing. Let's keep, let's keep the tone of the show on an elevated high level. Poetry. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yes. Let's get poetical versified, because it's time for our Colorado limerick of the damned. Okay. What, what this is, is Joyce and I lived in Colorado for a bunch of years. I took it into my head to write a poem about as many places in Colorado as possible. And, you know, places like Ouray and Ray, Montezuma, Montezuma that was recent, yes, and Greeley and, and you know Fort Collins and places like that, some places like are pretty easy to rhyme. And in some places, not so much. I still, I don't Castle think... Rock a Castle Rock was good one. Timnath, not so much. Timnath was... Yeah. This one is sort of in the middle. One of the harder ones, I have to admit. That's what she said. But today, we go to Woodmoor. I was going to say Woodmere. Woodmoor, Colorado. Do you know
1: anything about
0: For Limerick and the Damned. I do, but you can you can read about Woodmoor. Yeah. Woodmore, Colorado. A limerick is a comic verse of 5 lines in which lines 1, 2 and 5 end with words oh, wow. that rhyme, and likewise verses 3 and 4 also end with words that rhyme. So, this is a limerick. <laughs> Colorado, Rado, Rado, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to... Now, you say... Do you want to tell us about Woodmore, Maryland? It's a, no, no, oh. I'm in Colorado. Yeah, I'm yeah. community mm-hmm. in El Paso County. Oh, it's
3: near the Springs, Colorado Springs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has a post office. That's
2: good. Wow, it's really at the tip. It's the top tip of Colorado. Wow.
0: It has a tippy-toppy tip of Colorado. Is there anything else about it? Because I realize now... When I looked it up, I was so brain dead that I got the information for Woodmere, uh, for Woodmore, Maryland. Okay, so i will you. Yeah.
2: The population is like about ten thousand, nine thousand oh, five hundred thirty-six. Yeah. It's in Mountain Time Zone. It's an unincorporated community. It's in El Paso. Yeah. It says uh, it's near Monument, Colorado. The Woodmore Commons. Ooh. What? Why? Have been somewhat of a mystery since there were no signs designating those areas were for common use and no maps available. Um, in 1994, they rounded up residents t- uh, to hike the areas, name them, install signs, and make it. It's like a common hike. Brilliant. So what is that? Demographics. It's just a yeah. whole population. Wow. They went from 1980, they had about 2,000. Whoa. And then 1990, about four. But from 1990 to 2000, uh, 2000, no. yeah, whoa. they went from three eight five eight
0: to seven one seven seven. What was the, Why there was such no, a boom in that particular?
2: What, what happened?
0: Because just everybody moving to. I think yeah. it's all
2: the people mapping the the, yeah. the the common, the woodland commons, or the wood wood yeah. common.
0: The only disappointment for because with me there's always disappointment. Yeah, is in invest in my my tiredness. And and confusion. There's
2: Monument Hill, yeah. the Western Mining Museum, Fox Run Regional Park, and Monument Lake.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. The I looked up the Woodmoor accidentally in Maryland, which is near Silver Spring, and this is so sad.
2: The average home price is almost nine thousand nine hundred thousand dollars.
0: The average home price. Yeah.
1: So it's well, it's it's, a-
0: it's yeah, it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's in that that desirable area. Well. This, oh, I wanted to. Oh, I so wanted to talk about this, and this would have been so appropriate, and yet not really. In the nineteen fifties, this is this is unfortunately the Maryland Woodmore. Sid Mandel's kosher deli
1: mm-hmm.
0: opened, and it, it ran all the way until nineteen eighty. And now you know what's on the the um, in the location of Sid Mandel's kosher the
2: pig deli.
0: home. What? The Man's home. No, no. no. I mean, rather appropriate, an urgent care.
2: <laughs> so
0: all those people were just gorging on pastrami and faggy oh Jewish goodness. foods. It's like, now they're, they're going to the that same building. You told
2: me there was one of those, um, like, heart attack
0: cafes where somebody actually oh, did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, you know, you go into the restaurant and the nurses feed you these giant burgers. <laughs> yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Joyce told you all about the glories of Woodmoor, Colorado. Colorado uh, Woodmoor, Colorado. I'm, I'm sure going gonna... to
2: confuse them all the time. It makes sense.
0: However, uh, I'm, I'm going to take away some of that glory by reading you a poem I wrote, oh, yeah. a limerick, about Woodmoor, Colorado, for our Colorado limerick of the damned. You'll find lots of women in Woodmoor And think, on a good night, you could score. But most of those bitches are frigid old witches. You're better off paying a good whore. Repent. Repent,
2: my child. Repent.
0: If if you would like to complain about that poem or anything else, please write to me at davesgoneby at AOL.com. Dave, like my name. Dave, with an S, goneby at AOL.com. Um, you can also post your messages on my Facebook page or message me on Facebook. Either way, I love hearing I from you. Uh, I love I love hearing from weirdly attractive Asian women who are influencers who suddenly find my my web, my Facebook page so incredibly interesting wow. and want to be friends. Isn't what that lovely they, of them?
2: What are they? What are What are
0: you influencing? I don't know. It's it's the weirdest thing because. They're bot-like, but not. Co- they're, they are real, yeah, yeah. and I think they just want so many likes and viewers. Oh, they
2: want to have. Um, they want to have followers.
0: Right, yeah. so they get on my site, and I get on there, or, oh, or whatever. So they're real. It's not. It's not like a, a completely fake thing. They are. But yeah. I don't. know. It's just like. Uh, yeah. so this attractive woman. She poses in an a dress, and then this is the meal she had, and this is the the, the store that she stopped. You know, if you go down there, okay. and i like, wow. It's not porn? It's not, and they're not completely fake bots, mm. but at the same time they're just like, oh, they they want to get famous for being like attractive and living a high end lifestyle, mm. and they think that somehow I can help. Yeah, help me, women. <laughs> I I should. It's like I'll you know I'll tag you as a friend or something, but share my feed, please. You no, know, actually, maybe I should try that. Uh, anyway. Anyway, that was our Colorado Limerick of the dam for Woodmoor, Colorado. Wing bang. So we did so much together. We we had a wonderful talk with Steve Wolf of teamwildfire.com. We had uh Bunyan watch.
1: Yeah.
0: We showed my beautiful bunions. Uh, and I play I played drumion on them. You did. It's not. Air, air bunion, air bunion. No, this is air bunion. Listen, let me let me do let me close with some air bunion. It's a Ludwig. So, you know, earlier I was talking about someone remembering this show years from now. You know, the stupidest thing I've ever seen on the internet was some guy taking, like, audio drumsticks and and playing drums on his bunion. But then he played air drum on his bunion. He actually topped his own level. (laughs) of moronic stupidity. Aww. I'm proud of that, ladies and gentlemen. That's Maybe, that's, maybe you'll
2: bring yeah. the bunion back in fashion.
0: Wouldn't that be the best?
2: The return of the bunion, yeah. They,
0: wouldn't it be great if bunions became so accepted that shoes, yeah. rather than being wide widths and trying to look normal...
2: Just have a space for the bunion. Make
0: shoes that are, like, bunion-positive. Yes. Like, it has a bulbous yeah. onion thing on the but side. They have a
2: little window where you could see the bunion. <laughs> You know, like my Aunt Louise, she used to these <laughs> shoes that were like plastic. They were plastic. Right. So they could be see-through plastic
0: so you could reveal the bunion. Yeah, and, and so you call them yeah. Uggs because anybody who saw your foot would go, Ugg. You know, but yeah. but yeah, like a plastic bubble window. See the bunions. Around the side of your look foot. You. Bunion. And a magnifying, you, know, you could carry a little magnifying glass <laughs> or go look down at it and, and make it bigger.
2: And have a little change purse or a fanny pack that has all the bunion equipment. Wow.
0: And, and, and you have in all different cultures. You have, like, Indians sewing so mm-hmm. moccasin with bunion like giant you pouches.
2: Oh, you mean, so you mean Native Americans? Native, excuse me, Native
0: Americans, excuse Indians me. Indians and Indians. You know, with, with, with pouches that they sew, so like know, papooses? I think
2: you could do a lot of stuff.
0: A think. bunion so papoose.
2: Maybe you could make a, um, a catalog.
0: I would love that. A, a, bun, a foot-friendly, bunion-friendly... Okay. What
2: friendly. was that esoteric? There used to be a really esoteric catalog, remember? And then oh. hand-drawn pictures of clothing and
0: stuff. Oh, I don't remember. Was it was I just remember Sears and I don't no, recall it's like
2: Chris, it's Eric.
0: The um the whole Earth? No. No, no I no, don't remember. But just like astronaut moon boots. It would be like thirty thousand dollars, but one pair of moon boots very specifically, it's like a big thing, and it has its own oxygen chamber. Oh you're No, a little
2: helmet.
0: A little helmet, yes. Your bunion has its own helmet. That's beautiful.
2: Well,
0: it's, it's very body positive. I like it. I love it too. I love it. Anyway, I hope I hope you are showing off your bunions and enjoying them, ladies and gentlemen. I certainly have enjoyed doing this 920th episode of the Dave's Gone By Facebookio podcastio of the stream, uh, with my wonderful wife Joyce taking part, with Rabbi Saul taking part, Steve Wolf joining us in the neighborhood this week. Uh, just just for a, a really really fun show. So I hope to be back next Saturday, same time, same essential Facebook station here, with the 921st wow, episode wow. of the show. I mean, seriously, 921. What do you have a
2: guest or the quiz, honey? What are you
0: thinking? Oh, next week? I don't think so. This week is going to be brutal. Yeah. It's, it's my last um, teaching week before finals week. And then finals week will be brutal. But then again, I'll be grading like crazy. And the week after finals week, Anything. I'm going to go to Mission Barbecue every day of the <sighs> week and rub my penis on slabs they, of ribs. Why don't, why don't they have like a frequent, eater, like a
2: frequent flyer card or you know? They like...
0: should. I don't know why they don't do that. Um, you know, like do yeah. a, a punch card, a scratch off, get yeah. a little something, something. Uh, I, it, it kind of broke my heart, but kind of didn't. That I, I checked my email and I had gotten a uh, coupon. Yeah. I'm... For a free like little mac and cheese side oh, from Mission Barbecue, but it was last week. And I got I, 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 after we went. So it. asked them if they could still honor it. That's nah, not nice. I'm not yeah, do but do you
2: that. go there every week, David. I know. We're there every week.
0: Yeah, but to, to ask for freebies and, I mean, I, I, I'm Jewish, I should, but I, I'm just oh, not going to.
2: tell them that you got the thing afterward, that, you know, can they. Do it again, or how can you sign up for another one?
0: Or... Yeah, because what they do, do I'm, I'm looking don't forward like to. You mac and cheese birthday. that much anyway? No, that's why I'm not broken yeah, heart It's not hard. like your thing. Yeah. It's not like a free rib sandwich. I'm like no, or pastrami. It was, yeah. it was
2: a free uh, dessert, the desserts are apparently very good.
0: Um, yeah. All right. I mean, so I missed out. Wow. Wow. Oh,
2: your cocoa was made with milk yesterday because I was waiting for you, and there was a little boy. He's like, I want cocoa, and he's like lactose intolerant almost. And the mom's like, you can't have it. Oh, he can't have it. Milk. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: it should. It's hot cocoa. What do you think it's? I guess some
2: people make it with water. Oh,
0: they just do water and they just. No, I think they stir like a candy bar in there or something. It's really good. Yeah,
2: it's the best hot chocolate in Baltimore.
0: It's really good. Yeah. 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 Joyce got me a hot cocoa. and French fries because you're
2: my baby. Yeah. I love
0: you. Dave was happy in his belly. Oh, oh, I didn't even get to mention because, you know, one of the reasons I wasn't really going to be having dinner, I said, you 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 go, I just have, have something at home, was while the guy was fixing. The um our HVAC food. system. You made you I well, I I may I was like, oh what I'm downstairs anyway. I can't go upstairs because got a guy working in the house, and you know I did not want to run up and get my computer. Like, what the hell am I going to do? So our, our made me bread. I sort of did well. No, I'm not touching that damn machine anymore. I that thing, I, I have no luck
1: yeah, with know,
0: Joyce's man. bread maker. I love it. it. It turns into you know it turns into, no matter who makes it it's cement. But when I make it, it's cement that caves in. And then it's just, and you the can't cut it. Out
2: Turney, Baba.
0: Yeah. Well, well, one time I putting the ingredients in the wrong order. And it's just, I, what did I do? What was, no, you
2: forgot the spinner, the thing that
0: needs it. I got to put the spinner. It just, it was a mess. Just, just, the thing does not. I'm usually, I'm, I'm great with crock pots. I'm pretty decent <laughs> with a fryer. A bread maker, forget it. Just like, can't, can't deal with it. Because uh, it's also too regimented. It's like, you've got to put this thing first, and then this, and this, and this. Oh, and then, okay. fuck this. But so I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And I realized that our real estate agent, a uh, uh, lovely woman named Janice. Uh, the, the, oh,
2: you made, did you make
0: it? I was like, I'm saying, you know what? I'm here. And she gave us as a gift for the holiday, like this Kringle bread. She never freaking heard. What the hell is Kringle bread?
2: It must it, be something special. It's,
0: like, it's, a ho- it's a holiday thing,
2: right? Yeah, it must be maybe a local tradition. We don't know.
0: So she brings us stuff, and you see it in like Trader Joe's and things. It's a um, I and it gives you little instructions, and it's fairly quick. So like, you know what? Let, I'm down here. What else am I gonna go? I'll make it? So I go and I look at the instructions. I made, and, and I realize I don't want to use the oven. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna use the toaster oven. I'm gonna take a piece of this, put it in the toaster oven, and make it and see how it goes. So I open it up and I realize it's not that big. It's not like just raw dough. Or anything like that. It's already pretty much cooked. It's supposed to
2: look like this here.
0: That's exactly what it looks like. I thought it would be a bread thing. It's really more of a cheese danish.
2: I think it's a pastry, honey. It It is. It says, what's a kringle? An oval-shaped pastry, 36 layers of buttery dough, cheese, fruits, and nuts. Once baked, the kringle is drizzled with icing and other toppings like cinnamon and sugar. Yeah.
0: This one has icing on it. And it's also got cheese and it also It's the uh, official
2: pastry of Wisconsin.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that it's made in the one that she got is made in Racine, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So it's more also got like
2: more,
0: yeah. almond paste in it. So it's cheese and almond paste that you know, Most of yeah. Them are, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, let me let me try. So right. I break off a piece and I pop it on tinfoil, I pop it in the toaster oven. I mean you cook it for only like yeah, there it is. There it is. See, it didn't get as toasty as that. Oh, no. Maybe I should put it in for longer. Well, we
2: can watch the baking show tonight. Maybe you'll get some uh, advice. Yeah. Is it the final one tonight, Boopy?
0: I think it's the finals, yeah. Oh,
2: wow.
0: So this is you know, the um the dough. That's yeah. the dough. This I mean it's really basically cooked already. You pop it in for four minutes. How was it? And you take it out. It's good. It's very sweet. I I was say you were, you would not like it's it. Sweet for me. It is really Sweet. Maybe
2: have it with coffee. coffee. With no sugar.
0: You have to have it with coffee. If you don't, as I did, I just thought I, I, I cooked it. I got to eat it now because I thought it would be more of a bread thing. I thought it was going to be more like a I a pita it, sort I of. I thought it would be more like the, the
2: thing I got you from Paul. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, even that was a little sweet. Even what that was, was that. What did they call it? It, it was a
2: multi-layered.
0: Uh, that was almost like compacted phyllo dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You know, just just really
0: tight the in like a heart. It? Yeah, it was as lightly sweet dough cooked phyllo flavor. Okay. Tasty. Not my not my favorite thing, but, but certainly tasty. Thank you for that. Um this was more my taste but also really sweet for me. Now
2: I want to eat your muffin from uh, from It's
0: uh, gone. I ate it this morning. No. I think I'm craving something like that sweet. Well we're going to we can get one today because we're gonna to go to the same place.
2: Yeah. Right, I got it. They say what what I'm feeling I should eat soup.
0: Oh that we can get two. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'll get like
0: you got that turkey lasagna, but I'll get a, a veggie one. Oh, the That's soup true. that we got from the yeah yeah yeah. Where do where did I get that? Oh, Waggies. Really, I got that from from yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. bet they'll have chicken. No, always gonna have chicken soup. So definitely, yeah. You're looking you're looking a little uh, pale around the gills at the moment. Sure, Is your head problem, going bad or? Mm? Yeah. It, uh, look, wow. I,
2: yeah, I look better this morning, right?
0: Yeah, you were fine this morning, yeah, and now it, you're. It comes and goes. I don't know. It comes and goes. Here comes and goes. Well, anyway, we're, uh, as you know, we're going to Wegmans and to, <laughs> and to Mission Barbecue. Uh, so, so if you've been looking to assassinate me, you'll know exactly where I'm going to be for the rest of the day. Um, but thank you to Janice for the kringle, which um, there, there's a lot more in the fridge. I only took one piece of it. So if you want to try it, but I'm just warning you that you will take one bite. I'm gonna... like, you You'll be like <laughs> Beaker. No, no, I only cooked one piece. But I can put it in the toaster oven for five minutes. You're it'll be homeless. done. I'm going to go see
2: if I can find anything sweet. Take the
0: heat. Oh, you want something sweet now?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not sure what to... We have one piece of challah bread. That's nice. I'm going gonna... okay. to end the show anyway. Wait well, you know, so... Oh, okay. All well, right. I'm, I'm not going to end the show. until a choice. Comes back. Talk about next week. Well, next week, I don't, you know, I don't know if we'll have a guest. Probably will. Because mm-hmm. I was at a, a Zoom conference earlier in the week from the National Publicity Summit. Where I met Steve Wolf again uh, and got him to come back on the show, and met some other people who are quite interesting. So it's very likely, if I do a show next week, that we will have a guest, and maybe Rabbi Saul will have some some things to say about Chanukah, which is now only a week or so away. So happy almost holiday! Oh, I didn't get to talk about. It. I guess, I guess I'm glad I have another couple of minutes. That I don't know if you know this, but we lost this week Shane McGowan. Not not a guest on the program, not a friend of the neighborhood, but a leading member of the Pogues band um, and writer of a couple of the great folk pop rock songs of the era. Not a lot. Not a huge Pogues fan or Shane McGowan fan, but their punk attitude mixed with Irish jig music and Irish um, traditional music to create something sort of new was was pretty great for its time, and if you don't hear any other Shane McGowan songs, but um, a pair of brown eyes, which I you know I could listen to almost every day of the year, and around this time of year, Fairy Tale of New York, which for years and years and years was voted in England and, and Ireland and Wales as the greatest Christmas song ever. Forget that King Cole. Forget all, you know the Andy Williams. Forget. Um, all the you know, Frosty the freaking Snowman do
1: mm-hmm.
0: Forget Frosty the snowman. Fairy Tale of New York with Kirstie McColl and Shane McGowan. Cheese, I wish I could play. Yeah. Um. Again, yeah. another piece. Of, yeah. yeah. All right. I'm okay. Thank you, Joyce, for helping with the show. But he passed, and and Shane McGowan was someone who really. And this is not being mean. He should have died in his twenties. Oh, this is a man. Not no. Not because he was nasty or deserved to. But if there's a person who abused his body, I mean, you know, because the, the living sex peel they're fine, they're still going strong. You know, Johnny Rotten's still around. Um, or, 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 yeah, he, he's still there, and he's, he's, he's appeared on TV and everything. He's a grand old man of rock and roll now. But Shane McGowan drank <laughs> so much. Uh, you know, I'm sure got in tons of fights in Ireland. You, if you've ever seen it, as horrible as some of the horror masks and Fright Phantom of the Opera imagery from Lon Chaney was back in the day, there's pictures of Sean McGowan without teeth in his like thirties that are just, it's like, Oh, Oh, that no human being should look. I mean, just like a a mask of such horror. And it's just his face because he, I guess he didn't brush. Or he drank so much that his teeth rotted away in his face. In his 50s, he looked a lot better than he did in his 30s, right? He, he presumably came off and stayed off most of the sauce. God knows the damage that he did to his liver. But in uh, recent months, I did not know this. Because, you know, a few months ago, I was thinking, you know, it's amazing that Shane McGowan is still alive. Like, like we lost Dolores O'Riordan, we lost Sinead O'Connor, we lost all these people, but Shane McGowan, they who oh, okay, yeah, who lost more blood than Keith Richard did in his heyday with the Rolling Stones, Shane McGowan is somehow alive and seemingly reasonably well, but he wasn't. He was... Um, he, he had, um, I think, encephalitis or, or, or something like that. So he passed uh, about two or three days ago mm-hmm. at the age of 65. And, you know, it's just, he didn't have to create, he didn't have to be Paul McCartney or Elvis Costello or or Neil Young or Tom Waits and write 50 great, incredible, memorable songs. He wrote a couple to half a dozen, but they are forever songs and forever performances by the Pogues. So a big, big, big sad farewell to Shane McGowan uh, from the neighborhood, not a friend of the neighborhood, unfortunately, just just someone who's like, ah, crap, he's gone. You know, that sort of thing. Anyway, we're still here. We're not gone. But we're gone until next week, next Saturday, same time, presumably, same Facebook station for the 921st episode of Dave's gone bye. Oh, Dave's Gone By. Oh, Dave's Gone By. Oh, Dave's Gone By. Yeah.
1: And come by.